Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another episode of The Reverse Sweep, and this is a special episode because we are basically going to be recapping the Stage 1 Major in which Optic won the tournament. I'm joined alongside, as always, Parasite, Enable, and Aix. How are we all doing tonight? Fantastic, Dougie Fresh. Fantastic. Good. Tired. You finally fixed your nope. intro, man. It wasn't one by one. It was, uh, <laughs> it was everybody collectively. I like that. Do you yeah, like I'm pretty that, tired. Pat? You've Honestly. been watching COD. You've been watching COD all day, Chris. Yeah, the last couple of days, uh, <laughs> been uh, watching a ton of matches, and it definitely takes a toll on you. It just stresses you out, even as a you know spectator, even when you're more than competing. playing. No, but it still okay. stresses me out watching some people play, and you know the decisions being made, and you know even though we make our friendly little side bets, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it was a fun weekend though. Dude, it might be more stressful, by the way, watching. No cap. Probably because you have more information. Like when you're yeah, actually yeah, watching, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because exactly. you see all the things that can possibly happen. You're like, oh, this just makes so much sense. Just do this, and then they don't do it, and you're just like, how the hell didn't you know? Like something like we could see through walls, anyways. Yeah. Although, although there are some scenarios where, like, you see it, you know, a coach make a a horrible veto. Uh, Not this kinda, again. And you uh, you're gonna go okay. down this. Oh, let, let's get let's that, get that to the point. That doesn't have to do with information, but but yeah, I mean, huh. I just you know, there's some teams out there, <clears throat> LA Thieves, that I think could have made some better veto choices and probably would have ended up in the winter finals. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, I think overall, I mean, a lot of games this weekend. A lot of games. I think uh, we should kick it off with uh, some questions. Yeah, from the fans. So first question that we have here before we dive into the actual major is uh, what teams do you guys think need a roster change after this weekend? And this question was asked by Sherry Season. A lot. Damn near all of them, baby. <laughs> Damn near uh, all shit. of them. Let's start from the bottom. Uh, New York. 100%. Uh, Paris, who are probably in the mix of one already, right? I think we saw 50% of their change uh, this week or 25% of their change. Yeah. There's yeah, rumors that, that yeah. they're getting. Uh, what is it? What's his name? Jimbo? Jimbo. I think that's kind of. I think that's kind of. Yeah, Jimbo. Yeah. Um, Great player, by the way. You, yeah, you, you were gassing him up. You said that I, him and Tom Gravity were like, oh, I, oh, makes, Chris, I, I mixed feelings. I've played I, against I'm him a, too. I think he's a solid choice, but he has a lot of discipline issues uh, from challengers, and we'll see how he plays in the league, but. I mean, he's definitely got talent. He shoots really straight, but I'm still kind of worried. Um, I like the Tom Gravity choice, but I'm excited to see Jimbo, if if this does come to fruition, um, play in the CDL because from what I remember, he had some insane stats, at least not from like a performance-wise, from an engagement standpoint. Like this guy goes, which could benefit I think that's them. What, I think that's what Paris is after, but I'm sure... Yeah. We'll go in more depth with these roster changes once teams start making decisions. But overall, I mean, I think there are a lot of teams. I think uh, Ian, me and you kind of were talking before we hopped on about Minnesota Rocker. I think that's thousand percent. Um, I think your idea is to to move attached to the main role, I believe you said, and maybe get rid of Major. I, I, think, I think you have to get rid of one of them. I do. I think it's just a pacing issue. Um, but wait, let's go, let's go back to all the teams. So Paris, which they already kind of made one, NYSL. Uh, Minnesota, I think. Yeah, I think LAG as well. I'll be honest. Um, it's weird though, right? Like we don't know what they could or should do. That's a weird one, but we just they don't look good, right? Yeah, they don't. Um, 
Dude, I don't know. Maybe Florida? even Seattle. Oh, Florida for sure, yeah. How you many teams is that? Because they did get dead last. Dude, I think I think I, I said I think I said Boston Breach was the most overrated team in the game, and I think it's actually Seattle Surge now at this point. After I tried, getting I tried. I tried I, to warn you boys. I mean, we kind of knew. I just didn't think that they would get to the point. You know, losing to Paris with Tom Gravity, uh, no disrespect to Tom, but like he literally joined last second. You know, they didn't have much practice. And that Seattle team was in the finals like a month ago. So um, them, I think those are all the only ones that I would say for sure, right? Yeah. Like we, like we could argue like maybe Boston Breach needs a team change. Or, maybe. Or listen, improve, listen, but they don't the, way, the way yeah. that I see this right now is you look at the placings of this event and you look at who's in the final and who's in the you know, semis. Just look at the placings, right? And you see everyone that didn't place in like the top like six. And you're just like, look at all this fucking talent. And it's just going to waste because these rosters and the way they're constructed are just fucking terrible. Period. Well, one, one is the rocker, right? I want to see this team jump on a roster change because I feel like one simple change, like there's just one. They don't got to make a big change. One simple change and maybe roll swaps with that change can drastically improve this team. Drastically. Like they could go from being only good at S&D to actually being a respawn dominant team. And it just takes one change. So I, I want to see them point, bite the bullet now. Pat, to your point, and Chris, to yours as well, like, oh, look at all this talent being wasted. It's like, okay, so let's just do really quickly. Florida, what did they just place? Top eight or top 12? Top 12, 12, right? Yeah. So Awakening went like 34 and 11 for the loss. Obviously, I saw him back up off of a cut once on P5. It was like rotating P5. He had the Boy was Killhorn. He was Killhorn. It was, it was bad, but like he obviously has so much talent. So it's like, Pat, even if you put Awakening in a different team environment, because you take his talent, right? Like they just take the talent, construct these rosters. All these teams, regardless of how great they are, there's still going to be teams that have a lot of talent that will be placing eighth. Placing well, somebody's got to play eight. safe, but that's like a somebody dumb. Somebody has to. But yeah, yeah but, but regardless, but that's yeah, they're, they're playing just playing bad. bad. They they're they need something. The Listen, I've been said this about. This is just me with Florida in general. Those guys need a leader. They have no leader. They, they also have, have three ARs. Yeah, they, they also three ARs. They, they also have on Florida. No, no, no. They need Doug on Florida, but they need a leader, <laughs> and they need Don't to get this, some sub machine gun players. Like, and the funny part is with you know them lacking SMG players. Why is one of their best maps Bokage, if not their best HP? Like, it doesn't make any sense. But listen, regardless listen, of the fact, I'm saying it now, they need to they need to go and fix their relationship with Havoc and get him back on the team. He would be a great fit for this roster, especially right now. Yeah, and it makes no sense because he was on the mm -hmm. fucking team. Like, yeah, he would benefit. Go. He would. They would benefit so much with having yeah. him, without a doubt. But yeah, there's a lot of teams, uh, regardless. That I Let's think we need to make a question, Ian. We got we got a couple of questions we got to get through before we. Even All talk right, let about me hear it, Doug. Event. Let me. I got so, you up, so I don't even have the questions up. I, I hate doing like a, sh a shortcut because I just know that you guys are really smooth at your cuts. But I just know we could talk about this for the entire episode, which we might end up doing at some point. But the next question, um, and I think this is a really good question as well. This comes from Jack Sanders. He said, "Thoughts on the best of nine format? Keep or get rid?" What do you guys think? That shit is trash. It throw it in the like trash. It. Yeah. Throw it <laughs> in the trash. You don't get an advantage. Simple as yeah. that. You and, don't. And I'll, I'll be the one to say this, and I'm sure this is going to be a collective agreement between all of us. Either do the two best of fives, where the winner from the the winner bracket can win the first one and be done, or do a continuation series, and that's it. And obviously, if you don't know how the continuation series works, it like starts as a best. Days. Right, it starts as a best of five. If the first team or the loser bracket team wins the first best of five, it continues on to a best of 11. 
Obviously, mm-hmm. we can't do that currently because there's only 10 maps in the game unless we repeat a map. Uh, but yeah, the two best of five format worked fine for like eight years in Call of Duty. It's very straightforward, easy to explain. There's no reason not to stick with that one because it's the best advantage you can give a team from the winner bracket without getting complicated how the league did in the past and gave like a 1-0 map advantage to a team in a best of nine. I just think best of nine stink. I don't think they really have a place currently. And yeah, you you can't allow a team coming from winners to not have an advantage, period. Wait, is there a reason? Is there a reason why? Because what you said right there with uh, like Optic, if they had a 1-0 advantage going into the finals, like why why wouldn't COD do that if that's other games last had... year? Oh, they did. they did do that? Yeah, I think they they're worried. They took it off last year? Or I mean, they, they took it off last... this year? Yeah, right. Yeah. I because just it was I... so well, un... it wasn't well received. Like, because it made no sense. It doesn't well, yeah. a Call of Duty. Like, I just think at the end of the day, bro, if if a team makes it to the finals through winners bracket, they have to have some sort of advantage. Like this has been brought up even last year, where yeah, I know Optic won. They won this whole event and they did it through winners. But there were teams last year that had come through losers and win just because the team that is now in finals waiting, they're iced. They can't play anyone. They're not like Optic literally was scrimming Zuma's challenger team online. Yep, he was. Like, they were. Which which is better yeah. than what Minnesota, uh, when they were, like, scrimming the, their coaches. Brian and, and, yeah, yeah, Brian Sane. But, like, still, it's like, No, that's, bro, that's so a good elite point? team, though. That's a good elite team, though, Ian. They're, they're good competition. No, it's it is. But I'm saying it's not the same thing. Like, bro. If, they, yeah, no. If we played another phase, match versus London, you know, like, you know, they're warm. Optic reverse sweat phase, then played London Warriors finals, beat them pretty, uh, pretty easily, I would say. And it's like, oh, okay, now y'all just got to wait. And it's one best of nine. Like, you know, you could have you could blink and they start down 0-2. It's like, oh fuck. It also takes the importance of winter finals away, right? Like all the differences right now is you drop down, and you play another series. Like, but like you gotta have a benefit of winning the winner bracket final. Like that that should matter. Um agreed. So so yeah, I I don't think I I don't care if necessarily if they, they stick with the best of nine because I, I think it sucks, but I just care more about them getting some type of advantage other than a Bocage hardpoint veto, which is what it came down to today. Like slow golf clap. Yeah, yeah I, 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 th- I mean, I think that one's just obvious. It, I don't know why they decided to do this. It does like you don't got to be a freaking uh, a rocket scientist or whatever that freaking quote is to understand yeah. two best of fives. Like, <laughs> I, like you know what I'm saying? This team comes from winners bracket. They got to win one series. The team from losers, they got to win two. It's simple. Um, moving on though to the next question. Well, unless do you guys have well, any let's other? Just, let's just do this nah. one. Um, oh. In, instead of us, well, I was going to say, instead of us going through these questions, because I know we have a couple, let's, I, I want to ask you this one instead of you asking the question, because I think oh, this okay, will be okay. aimed right at you. Um, this comes from Wilkes. If you were the GM of NYSL, obviously we've talked about this before, and we obviously saw how poor they performed this weekend. What do you do with this team? Um, I think they're already doing it, to be honest. We, we had talked about it. I said, I don't think Krimi Clay... Can, can be on the same team, not in this game. I just don't think it works. I think when you look at all the other top teams and you look at their quote-unquote flex player, which there isn't like a specific flex gun in this game. It is just a player that depending on the map or or certain hills, he'll switch from AR to sub. They just can't keep up with the pace and and the consistency of the Celiums, of the Illies, um, of the Camis, of, uh, I think it's like, is Gizmo on London, even though he had kind of off event, yeah. but regardless. Um, and so they need to make a change. I've seen on Twitter that supposedly Clay on followed NYSL, like there were some things going down and it would suck. We don't know for sure if that's what they're doing, but it seems that way because we all know Clay. 
I, I know I how there Clay was a is. Rumor that they uh, Clay and Krim got in a fight Thursday before their game, not like a fist fight, but like an, a vocal argument. And uh, no, they was boxing. They was. I did hear that. They was boxing. <laughs> Wait, did they really? That's. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I believe it. When you, bro, they they've always butted heads. Like, and you you would know more than anyone. Obviously, times have changed, but they they both have very strong personalities, and you know they have a certain direction in which they want to go when they lead their teams, but. Regardless, it comes down to that. I think Neptune should be brought back, which I'm assuming he is. Um, either Krim or Clay going, which I think at this point, it's probably Clay. Uh, yeah, I know they only played one series, but Clay and Royalty got absolute body. Hydra it was the only one doing anything on a map. Dude, he looked like LeBron when they had Zilgowskis in like <laughs> yeah. 04, whatever Can it was. I can I just give you this point right now, Ian, before you move on? Because I think this is pretty relevant. Clay did tweet out earlier, going private after every tourney this year for at least a bit. So this already implies that he's going to be playing in every tournament this year because a lot of people are saying Clay might need to get replaced. But Clay just I don't think he knew, though. No. This year. I, I, Clay, I, I think that was before he probably got told, like, you know. And we've I, seen that happen before. Like, people just tweet out their reaction, like, oh, I'm about to take this shit so serious. And then, like, a week yeah, later, yeah. no, you're I'm not. I'm pretty sure I just Clay tweeted. Why are you laughing like that? Why are you laughing like that, Pat? That yeah. just happens. Like, it's happened that was to a so lot of players. That so sinister, Pat. Like, dude, I, Clay I mean, tweeted. I'm just saying, that happens. Clay tweeted that he was basically, he found his passion for COD and that he's obviously trying to improve and stuff like that. So. Which he was. He's he was grinding. Go yeah. out like that. He says, he's, he said, y'all know I ain't going out like that. So like when you say Clay's going to have to go, Royalty's going to have to go, I'm really curious because if he did actually unfollow NYSL, maybe there's something we don't know. I, I just think this is what I think would happen. And, and, and I called it is I think one of them need to go. And I think, unfortunately, it's Clay. Um, that's and who knows? Years that Krim yeah, got yeah I, I, I could be wrong, but from what it looks like, um, especially what you said, uh, Pat, where maybe they had some sort of uh, of fight, disagreement. disagreement, whatever the case may be, before they played. Uh, but I also heard that like they basically made it known to NYSL that one of them needs to go, or like they both wanted to be traded, like they wanted to separate from each other. Um, which I think is smart. I think, you know, they're both grown men. I don't think it's anything like this guy fucking sucks. It's just, they know, you know, like they're champions for a reason. They know that those two on the same team with their play styles, with how the game's being played, in this just game, won't work. Yeah. yeah. In this game, it just won't work. So I think that's what they're doing. Um, I think they bring Neptune back. So it could be Neptune and, and, and Hydra. You have Krim on the main AR, and then you, you pick up a player who can kind of fill that flex role, who can bridge the gap um, between, Hydra and and Neptune's pace as well as Crims. And then then you can actually start to improve on things you're bad at. Because their issue before, it doesn't even matter if you go over anything. Your pace is so trash, you're at such a disadvantage to where you have to play flawless because like you have to play flawless individually. Because yeah. if you don't, it's just you're not getting trades quick enough, you're not pushing cuts quick enough, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. True. You guys agree? Chris? Doug? I agree. Yeah. I can't disagree with that statement. I'm just curious to see what's going to happen with Clay at this point because obviously he's, you know, at a .86, he's the fourth worst KD in the league right now as a main. He's also apparently the fastest KD or fastest main in the league. So, I mean, I'm just curious because he said y'all ain't y'all know I ain't going out like that. Obviously, like we all know how this league runs. Like if you're not producing, you're out pretty quickly, which is That sounds like a trade to me more than that. Uh, I it, have we had a trade before, Pat? Clay for slasher maybe? No, dude. That's gonna make no sense. 
Why? They've both been ass. Like they've been, they've literally been equally. No, oh, as oh, bad. oh, oh, no, they've both been yeah, you're right. And, and they're both at their uh, end stage of their career. Like it's a I just feel like it doesn't help either team though. Not necessarily, but I, I do think I do think Clay or sorry, Slasher, um I think he could run a flex role in this game. And I think and I think they would kind of play more of a two AR meta. I know you're looking at me like that. But, you <laughs> but on the Flash map, and right, on the same team. I think that's that's easily possible. I, I really do. Really I, and, and the really rumor and the rumor was right. They were initially thinking about that in the LAG camp in the preseason, right? Slasher and Krim team. No up. shot team wants to. No shot. Asim wants to play with Clay again, bro. Clay basically dropped him. I, I, I'm not saying, but how how often do the players get to make that choice, right? From when a, when a franchise is in those combos, like one player, like let's say Gunless and someone else does. Um, I, I just don't, I I don't think any of them. I, I I mean I would be mind blown with how he's performing right now, unless there's also drama in the LAG camp, like personalities behind the scenes stuff. Do you think there is? I think there should. Uh, be. I mean, probably there always is with Slasher and Gunless. The reason I said Slasher is because I imagine Clay and Slasher are on equal salaries. Uh, fandom. I mean, you could argue Clay obviously is a lot more. It seems like a pretty fair trade from the standpoint of they're both equally playing very bad and probably in an unhappy environment. That's well, kind that, of like my if, idea. If, if that happens, okay, that's fair. If that happens, then both organizations are like I don't know, smoked. I don't think that's going to fix any of their issues. Like both or, both orgs are on that Pine Park. It's I just either, thought it was, but it's either you make a change or you you continue to pay somebody a lot of money that you know won't work. So it's like, do you do you, do you risk that? Like like. My, the reason I said that is because I don't see a world Clay gets traded anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean he's not playing. You're right. You're right with the 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 one factor is the contracts are probably similar, which would make sense because no other team in their right mind is going to want to take on Clay where he's at right now, how he's been performing with that large uh, salary. Yeah. Well, that unless he, they have someone who's in the same boat, right? Yeah, Flasher like, is in the same boat age wise, almost like it's. I, I just think I, I guess that would make sense, but I, I think it would just be a lateral move, regardless. Like they'd have a new new environment, um, yeah. but I don't think it would help make either team have more success than they currently have. Yeah, but, but Chris, right, well, you, think, you think Clay just gets put on the bench and doesn't I mean, play? Potentially, I, I don't, don't see. I don't, I don't see a world else, that happens, bro. What happen, dude? I don't see a world I mean, that they just put. Clay hey, on maybe the bench. he gets moved to GM or something. I don't know. Oh, regardless of the fact. We have a lot to talk about with the uh, the major. Chris, no, Chris is done. We got to move forward. Yo, we got to move forward. Get on the spot, yo. yo. For Clay. Oh no, <laughs> not that, dude. I'm done playing, bro. I'm not. I'm not playing Vanguard. Hell, All right. no. you're good. Well, maybe at in the future, Chris, but maybe good. in the future. But, he didn't say. Chris, I was gonna say, Chris, you're not playing it, but you are watching it, and you watched. It I'm sitting there watching, weekend. baby. You're sitting yo. there watching. You already know, idiots, bro. Y'all already. It all comes full circle. So yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. We do have a lot to get into with this major. So let's get into it. Um, <clears throat> the winner bracket was pretty stacked, I thought. Um, and we can kind of start with this this first matchup, Phase against Breach. Um, it was a three zero for Phase, and it was it was not close. Um, the, we don't even need to talk about it, bro. They just got yeah, out. I was just gonna say that was my takeaway. Is like they just got out, like played completely. They just Phase looked like a. Yeah. Honestly, when I saw this first matchup, I was like, "Phase is about to fucking fry this event because of Simp." Did you like? Did y'all see? How yeah, he yeah. I mean, he dropped the once, well, one seven five, bro, in that bro, series. He looked insane. He had ninety six like, oh, kills, 
in three maps, son. Yeah, and sixty nine like, were untraded. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, 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 I thought the, I thought the same thing. I thought Phase was like I was like, yo, they're not they're not messing around, son. <laughs> yeah. Like it's gonna be because Sim was kind of mediocre in the qualifiers online. First series on land, I was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, if he's about to do this all weekend, it's over. Yeah, now that I'm actually going back and just like looking at the matches in order of like how they happened, I thought the Gorillas got blown out. I mean, they did in their series as a rocker, but their first series versus Ravens, they, well, they went last map. I know. They could have won. They could have won. They still went last map and they could have won that series. You got to think that happens. This is a totally, completely different tournament. Because London, what they place third? Yeah, but I still see gorillas losing to Ultra. Look, we've had this combo about the gorillas. They they have some highlight to them, and it mostly came in hard point. But here it was the opposite. Like they just won two and three, and they were close games. Um, but, but the problem I have with this gorillas team is I have no faith in them to close a series. Like zero. I feel like this zero team has ice. negative ice. Like <laughs> if they go game five, I know they're losing. I did a prediction bracket. It was like. No matter, I had, I had them losing both series, but I just put, like, they lost game five both times because I think they can push a series to a game five, but I, I just think they have negative ice, and it's kind of like a similar concept with the Rocker um, where they have to rely on getting to a game five to even win a series, and this team has to steal a, a map that I don't think they can somewhere in the series, but I don't know. I mean, you we kind of have opposite takes because I just think I, I wasn't impressed at all by the Gorillas, like... I mean, I wasn't. I, I, I definitely wasn't either. Too inconsistent. Just, They're too I'm inconsistent. Kinda, I'm Their just map was too small. Yeah, I'm just kind of mind blown. They went last map with London because London looked really good this entire event for the most part. With even with even with how Gizmo was playing, they still got third. Trey looked really good. Afro looked great. Fucking nasty is disgusting. By the way, I thought you were gonna say nasty is no, nasty. Nasty is. I nasty, thought he was gonna say that too. I did. I uh, I mean, obviously London. They, they made it pretty far, so. We can talk, or I'll talk a little bit more about them and kind of my opinions on them later. But we all know the, the most important first round matchup, the most competitive one. Uh, Pat thinks Cap choked. It was the Toronto Ultra versus LAT series. Obviously, was I was disappointed. Okay. No, well, oh, no, I was just, I was disappointed because I truly thought that they had that series in the bag. I thought that was kind of going to set the tone for them. Um, and I was disappointed that they lost because they wasted a really good Envoy. Uh, and what I mean by that is Envoy is the type of player, and I think we would all agree, where he's a playmaker. And a lot of the times, his impact on any team that he's ever been on success doesn't necessarily show up in, in, the, in the scoreboard, right? Like, sometimes it does. But he does a lot of the dirty work, makes a lot of the uh, huge rotations and, and stuff like that. But this series... Bro, he had a 1.2. He had 115 kills. And, and it's like that is when not only is he making those right plays, but he's he's winning every single engagement that he gets into, realistically. Um, especially going up against really good subs on Toronto. <laughs> I think I think Ian, to your point, and I don't want to like go too far forward, but it was the same thing when they played Baze on that game two Tuscan S and D when he had that two piece and A to start off the five five round, which yeah, came up two was and then he lost. Kobe. I mean, it's it, like yeah. you, you don't get those many opportunities to go up 2-0 against a team like FaZe and not close it out. And especially when you have Envoy making those plays, I agree with you because it happened twice in both their series. So and I know... One. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Um, I was just going to say, I know Pat was vocal on Twitter about 
You know, they should have played Gavitu because they were the higher seed, so they got to choose. You either play Tuscan or Gavitu. I could see both sides. I personally, if I was the coach, I would have played Gav as well, Pat. But I could see why Cap and and maybe the team decided Tuscan. But I think the real issue um, for not only them losing this series, but just their kind of shortcomings this event wasn't necessarily their veto, even though they would have maybe made it a little bit further. Uh, I think it was just Octane's performance. I think Sam had a real, like, it's the first time I think I've ever seen Sam as bad as he was. Like, he was bottom five. Yeah, I think they were both bottom five KD. Like, Sam had a point eight. Yeah, but at the same time, didn't they win the majority of their hard points and reset? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They still So it's like, so it's not like his statistics, his statistics really hurt them in their respawns. Maybe you could argue that in control, but I think the weakness is clearly search and destroy. Like grant well, yeah, and the one the only reason I won't say control is simply because control at the end of the day, man, the in its current state comes down to a coin toss when it when it comes to defense. Defense is so fucking OP right now, and it's decided by kills. Which if he had better stats, they might have had defense a little bit more often. So they're you know to your point, but they're I think their biggest struggle. Yes, I would like to see Sam play better because I was going to say Sam and Kenny definitely can have room to improve. I think Draza and Envoy both had fantastic moments this entire tournament uh mm -hmm. during their run but to your point sam kenny definitely need to play better but their s d is just it's abysmal. not it it's it's abysmal like they just uh they just need to they need to hit the drawing board with that one because they're already so good at hard point they need to get their s d better they need to start making better team decisions and and they would they would almost like go rogue a little bit too much or way I, too I, much yeah and i still think i remember i was talking about this when we were watching the uh the uh, Toronto series, they just let insight do whatever you wanted with a sniper. They just had no situational like awareness, like reaction to it. They kind of just kept playing slow and letting insight work that field side of the map. When in my opinion, they should have just started getting a lot more aggressive and using as their team, aggression as a, yeah, as a team, because um, I think what team did that to London, 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 London yeah, London did it to what phase and came back when cell was just holding down. They yeah. did it to a lot of teams, right? They see that sniper and they just start kind of shying away from it and taking control of another part of the map. And Optic that's just something. Well. Yeah, that's something I would have just liked to see, I guess, 100 Thieves do or LA Thieves do. So I don't know. They just need to get better at search, in my opinion. And Cap needs to not troll with vetoes. <clears throat> that's yeah, I mean, look, it. My, my, my thinking is when we talked about LA Thieves going to this event, when we were kind of doing our predictions and stuff, we knew they were so dominant at hardpoint. Like we knew it. And they came to land and they proved it, right? Like they were still dominant at hardpoint. Um and, and Ian, like you said you could see both arguments for that that control. I think Thieves knew that their strong strong point was obviously respawn and that their weakness was search going into this event. Yeah. So you know, the thinking, my logic was like, okay, if, if I wasn't higher seed, right? Let's say you're the coach of Toronto, you're the higher seed, you get to pick the control. What map are you picking? Wait, I'm if Toronto? Yeah, you're the GM of Toronto, or you're the coach of Toronto. And, oh, yeah, and oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm picking Tuscan. Even though that we're 2-0 against you, right? You're still picking it every yeah. time. Yeah, because it favors your team. So that was my logic, because they kind of just threw away the fact that they were higher seed, which in this state of the game, when there's only two control maps, you can't throw away the fact that you're the higher seed. That's It's such an advantageous thing to have in your corner that you get to pick that control map. And they gave Especially Toronto, how control is played. Sorry to cut right, you off. Yeah. How it is right now, it's so important. And yeah, they gave them a map that favors their team for slaying, right? Like they gave yeah. them a sub map that favors their team. It made no sense to me. And not not only that, it's just 
you shouldn't mar unless you are abysmal at a map, right? And this is like uh, thieves obviously had a good record versus ultra on the map, so it's this isn't the case for them. But unless you're abysmal at the map, you don't look at your scrim count for it. With the way one controls played and the way teams like to scrim it, I'm sorry, I, I'm a competitor. When people scrim, they don't play and scrim to get defense. They scrim oh, yeah. to yeah, uh, try to how, yeah. you know to try to actively get the objective and try to win the map that way. Because if they ever come into a scenario where they need to do that, they can do that. It's not hard to be like, oh, well, we're up lives, camp your spawn. You can't practice that. It's easy to do. So you, you're sitting there putting out your scrim map cow and having that as a reason why, or like you're picking the map. That doesn't make any sense to me when. People obviously have the subjective wise play style in scrims, but in matches, motherfuckers just want defense, and that's all they care about because, yeah. like, ninety nine percent of their spawn, like, yeah, ninety nine percent of fucking controls this weekend went three two. So yeah, and just it just doesn't make add, any sense to add to that too. Uh, what Chris just said, like, we'll play some of these elite teams in in scrims and control like throughout this whole week, and mm -hmm. some of them are like. They're playing it like it's a match. And I'm sitting there like fair play, like you're winning the map against us, I guess. But like I'm sitting there in my head, I'm thinking like, yo, Carlos, like I think we should hit around field and maybe go top and double knee their radio instead of trying to hit the back. Like I'm actively trying to think about ways of breaking a defense, whereas I already know how to play a defense. Like, yo, that's double plat. Let's have two guys in the back, two guys plat. Simple as that. Same thing on like Berlin search and destroy. It's like, I know how to play at the B-bomb. I don't need to practice that. Like exactly. I was going to say, you're like, different, Doug, because you have the experience where you don't need to practice to sit in the back of your, your base on offense and L trigger for kills. Right. Like, like I'm you're not going to do that. Like I'm sitting there with Paul and I'm like, yo, Paul, every, every single round on this offense and the scrim, we're going A. Every single round. I want to practice A from outer. I want to practice from hitting secret. I want to practice from hitting glass, throwing an A. Yeah, like, that's a good mentality that's to is, have. That's, that's the way it should be. But like some of these teams are sitting there and they're like, they're really confident because they're just doing the crediest stuff where it's like, I watch your VOD once. Okay. You try to three hit a point and stack it and win an offense. Like that's yeah. a good strategy. At, sure. At, at the like, end of the day, at the end of the day, when you are so dominant in a game mode or you are just, you are, you have the advantage when it comes to picking a map, you don't pick the map that they're more likely to pick. Same, same story with how, exactly. for example, optic picked Berlin or optic, let Berlin hardpoint get through. I think they might've even picked it, right? They picked Berlin hardpoint versus London. Why would you pick Berlin Hardpoint versus London when it's like the only map they've like looked good at? Like, yeah. and and they and they lost the first map, right? It just doesn't make sense. You don't do that, and especially don't, in the game don't mode give where team their strength. Exactly, you don't give them, you don't ego chow them, even if you think you're better than them. It's just stupid. It gives you it. It's gonna lead to you potentially, you know, having a fluke loss. Yeah, why the would you not play make the players odds? uncomfortable? You want to make teams uncomfortable, right, Pat? Like everyone, yeah, you just want to make them as uncomfortable as possible because you and, you got to be confident in yourself. That's what I think they did. I think Thieves made themselves uncomfortable by putting someone like Octane on Tuscan instead of Gavitu. Him on Gavutu, I, I I feel like he'd be comfortable as hell. That'd be like him and his element getting to post up on a rock Eddie. You would think. Feeling, like, oh, they so literally yeah. started playing Gavutu control the rest of the tournament because dominant too. And they were disgusting at it. Yeah. So the, I don't know. The last thing that I will say um before we can move on to the Seattle Optic match. The reason why I said Sam needs to step it up specifically, um, and not necessarily their S and D is because they they're they're piss at S and D. Okay, yeah. But you don't necessarily have to like. They need to improve, but they just need to be average. Like you don't need to have a elite S and D. You just have to be at the top in two of the three game modes minimum if you want to like actually win. Uh, you Toronto got top four. They didn't even want a hard point. 
the whole damn event. That's a wild, uh, by the way. Yeah, and you know what I'm saying? So, like, if they took a couple hard points where they weren't just the absolute worst of the worst in the league, who knows? They could have maybe even been in the finals. Um, but I went back and I looked at all the series that they played, even the two that they won versus NYSL in Minnesota, and, bro, Sam had least kills, least deaths, like, every single time. And, like, least damage almost every single series. It's like... So a lot of their their respawn success, I'm not just saying that it was only the other three, but they impacted far more. And I just don't think Sam was as impactful as like a Dashy or an Arcides, um or, 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 or Zero. Yeah. Right? So I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just a fluke weekend, but I think he needs to at least be on the map in these series if they want any chance moving forward to win an event. 100%. I agree yeah. with you. And then uh, the last match in winter round one was the Optic Surge game. And this, again, Jeez. was not close at all. They that got, called it, unfortunately. They got that called bullied. It. They got bullied in this series. Like, actually bullied. This is where Optic kind of just said, we don't really give a fuck about you. We know we're better. Um, and, yeah, this was, a, I think it was an eye-opener for a lot of a lot of people uh, in regards to how good Optic really is and how bad Surge really is. Um so yeah, I don't know how much we can really dive into the, the match itself other than I just think, again, and I've said it a lot, the Seattle team just struggles if they don't have their main slayers slaying. And I don't think their current main slayers, not to say that they need a roster change regarded around them, I just don't think those main slayers can consistently slay at the top to how they did in those first few weeks in the CDL. And I don't know, Doug, I, I know you were very high on this surge team. I don't know if your opinion's Shoot. changed or, or kind of where you're at with that. I just want to, I know like we have a lot of matches to talk about and we want to keep these brief, but I think the, the Seattle talking point is a super important one because the team a month ago looked like a team that I thought was contending for championships. And now to get dead last and lose to Paris with Tom and I'm the biggest Tom fan and challenge, not the biggest, but one of the biggest Tom fans <laughs> and challengers. He's 20 minutes away from me. He's a Long Island guy. He's waited a long time for his shot. He played well in his match. He did pretty, he did pretty freaking good for his debut. Like they got to win that series. You know, you, you got to win that series if you're if you're Seattle. Like, what happened in the last month? Like, I understand teams catch up, but what actually happened? And I agree with you, Pat. I, I'm just disappointed, honestly. I have to eat my words. At the you end of the day, they're just yeah. underperforming, man. These superstars that they have are dropping point sevens. I'm not saying that these superstars instantly performing better is going to make them win series. But there's, there's got to be something. They got to start playing better. I don't know if it's the teamwork. It... To me, it just doesn't look like, like, the, like, like they're. It almost looks like they're a chalk team the way they're playing. Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, that. like, I can't point out a single like one thing that's like, oh, this is why they're losing. No, they're just getting fried. Like, well, they, I, well, I was just go gonna say that was my argument. Is I didn't think ever since the kickoff classic where they looked really good, I didn't think they looked good at all. Like throughout the entirety of stage one, yeah, they won a couple games, but it was off the back of Lamar clutching up. In a game five, yeah, round they were 11. still competitive in those series, even if they would have lost bad teams, right? Even like, if they, they would have lost the three, teams. two, that's still a three, you know, that's still a three, two. They still want two maps, regardless of the fact Seattle, they got smoked optic advance in the winner's bracket. So let's get to Friday. We got start off the day with uh, Minnesota rocker versus gorillas. And once again, same thing we were saying, Minnesota just wiped the floor with gorillas. Gorillas just has not looked good at all. But Minnesota, I thought was going to make a after that that run or that match, they came out hot, and I was like, oh, these guys might actually, you know, do something. And to me, it turns out later, I in the tournament, did not. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to make a run, but I think the story of this one was attached on a fucking AR. He mm -hmm. ran an AR. It was Gavutu in maps one and three. 
he ran a he ran an auto on both of them, and he was frying. Like, I, to me, versus, it makes. Good. What were you saying? I was gonna say versus two uh, amazing air players historically, at yeah. least slasher yeah. and uh, gunless. Although they haven't been playing really well usually but, but still even then it's still uh, the fact that he's running an ar and he looks more comfortable than he would ever look on a sub and i think it if i'm the coach of rocker if i'm the gm i'm looking at that i'm like okay you know attach is obviously meant to be you know one of our star players he's obviously um been around a, a good while but he's been a consistent you know person that you're going to kind of rely to make it to a championship sunday and i think he's just out of his element running this kind of flex role where he's mostly running a sub on most of these maps um, so yeah, Ian, I know we kind of briefly talked on this earlier, but this series to me, it was almost the guaranteed thing that they need to have a role change. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, it, it's just, it's simple. You know, they, you want to put every player on your team in the best possible situation for them to, to not only, uh, succeed individually, but then have that kind of funnel through to help the team succeed, right? You don't want you're not going to put Octane as a main sub. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just not. It doesn't help the team. And it sure as hell isn't going to help himself individually. And it might, it might not be that crazy with Dylan because Dylan has ran a sub successfully um, for many years in his career. But I just think it's like, bro, if you guys want a chance to win, you have to not only have a role swap and let Dylan be that main AR, um, but also make a team change, which, you know, that's a whole different topic. The next series, though, uh, we don't even need to talk about it, bro. It was LAT versus NYSL, I'm pretty yeah, sure. This was embarrassing. Like, this was like embarrassing. I, I got to eat my words here, too, Pat. I mean, my takes have been terrible. Doug thought NYSL was winning. He said they're getting top six. He was doing that they for the pure entertainment purposes, though. No, like, but he on. actually had York faith. Team. He had faith in this wait, New York team to turn up on land. Wait, wait first map wasn't event, that bad. But... First map wasn't that bad. I thought, like, oh, this might be competitive based on first map because it is hard point on Kavu 2, and they did... I think I think New York Subliners had a chance to win that map, but Never after that, 40. but after that, it was yeah, downhill. This, this, you say that, Chris, but like this, if Hydra wasn't going like LeBron on the Cavs mode, okay, this <laughs> was like, okay, it, bro, it he dead ass had close. forty, son. He had a one point five and got three O's. Gav, you know how hard that is. No, he had a one point five yes. in the series. And Wait, got he no, he was he was he was lights out. I feel bad for him. I do. Yeah. Um, because he a, just has no help. He literally none. NYSL LeBron mean no help. NYSL management needs to kind of realize what their future looks like and start appeasing Hydra. Because I think Hydra is the future of this franchise. And I think they locked in somebody who is an absolute force on the map and who will continue to be a force. Because he he hardly has an off map. Like he literally is one of the most consistent, dominant SMG players currently in our game. And his supporting cast is terrible right now they can't afford to let him go which yeah. i don't even know why they did the whole crim clay thing in the first place when you have hydra you could build around him it's just a time thing man they need to they need to get on this asap because they're wasting you know potential it's good years waste <laughs> wasted wasted yeah. talent bro like this guy's disgusting uh yeah. but yeah anyways la thieves take care of business new york subliners continue to look terrible this and series. then we get into the losers bracket and this is the you know the start of boston breaches run where they start off versus the mutineers and this goes last map um when i think florida should have closed it out with the way i mean granted awakening was we were we've already had our opinions kill whoring on that tuscan 
But at the same time, like when somebody's performing that well statistically, right? You got to think they should be winning the map. So I think I'm, this is a I'm, big, dude, Florida huge, sh- huge blunder. Florida should have won 4 0. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, they Bro. bodied the map one, lost the round 11, won the control. And then, dude, that Tuscan hardpoint. I, I know I said it earlier, like, uh, boy was Killhorn his ass off, uh, which he was, but it was also on his team. And I think they have the same issue that Minnesota does. They're pacing. Like, dude, if you they, they go back, no direction. bro, it looks like pure chaos. And a lot of the pros have said that, like, Florida is, is one of, if not the most aggressive team in the game. But they just run around. They just run around and they have no, like, bro, they don't know if their fucking spawns up. Like, Awakening was messing spawns up. And, and then, like, it, bro, they're getting caught with their pants down. Like, somebody's messing spawns up and then the, another guy's just through, in the back bro. L-trigger and, like, getting shot in his ass. It's, it doesn't make any sense. you see how they lost that, Ian? That, bro, that final play on the Tuscan, what happened on the P5? The final play? I, I watched the whole map, but I, I don't remember the exact I believe Reese. I believe Reese pushed out rooftops on P5, which is a great play. And he got a kill. And I believe Joe Awakening pushed through Fire Alley, got a kill, then like went on the stairs. So like when your player goes to that specific spot, once you get past that Fire Alley, you're spawning them out on the other side of the map. They're getting splits. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they basically just got like collapsed on. Like they actually had a chance to make an insane comeback. They gave them a free break, a free pinch. All Awakening had to do is just play near the hill. He could have played Fire Alley in a corner. He could have went low well. He could have sat low P5 out, in a period. corner. You can't have two people push out. You got to stagger their push and have one guy go rogue and then the next I guy mean, kill after. But regar- regardless of what play ended up losing a map, bro, I'm pretty sure there's a statistic. That's like the hardest someone's ever gotten outslayed and won a map. Bro, if I'm, 30, if, if I'm 37 to 13, we are winning that map 250 to 80 max. Yeah, at least. Like yeah. 60 yeah. max. Yeah, yeah they're getting fried. They, they outslayed yeah. by 60 kills in the match. So in the whole match, in five maps, they <laughs> outslayed by it. 60 kills and lost. Yeah, that's embarrassing. And, and I think to your point, Ian, about like, you know, the fact that they play so aggressive and kind of mindless. I think that's what makes them good at Bowcage and ass at all the other maps. Like, yeah, we talk about yeah, because it. It, yeah, because it's so mixy. Map. Yeah, they're good at that map, even though they have three ARs, and I think that's why. They just play insane, like, with no direction. They just jump at every red dot they see, and obviously they have Gunny, right? We're not going to take that away from them. They're obviously talented shooters, but yeah, there's no direction on this team, and they just kind of, every series for me that they play is just a sloppy, like, mixy fest, and if they come out with the win, they do. If they're all gunning, if they're all gunning and maybe getting some good timing... Uh, they win a series. Yeah, it's just not, all gunning here. That's just that's just been that's that's just been Florida for like ever. Like every single Florida yeah. roster since, but like till like since uh like you know R.I.P. Pharaoh, my boy. Uh, but ever since you know they'd be nasty he, with him because yeah. he actually understands how to fuck the play. Wait, he was I a think, wait. The what? I mean, this is off topic, but he was a leader, bro. Pharaoh yeah, was yeah, no, a leader. Jay, He's vocal. They Jay need a player like that. Yeah. Would you argue that their problem is they put together these rosters? Like that are talented but don't make sense. Is yeah. that wait, wait, Ogre, Ogre no, no offense, to my boy Ogre. My boy Ogre will just be like, "Yo, that guy's nasty. I'm picking him up." Like, <laughs> yeah, they just pick up like impressive slayers almost. Like, oh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. They don't take into account like team comp and like how it will work on all four of those guys playing together. I mean, I, I yeah, that's so well on this. That's Florida that's what it right seems now. like, to be honest. So, yo, they, what they need is a Doug. That's what they need. Wait, who's the they coach of Florida? Havoc. They need Cold Havoc. Um, uh, they do need Havoc. Willie. Will it? Oh Willie, yeah, Phil. Will it? Yeah, Willie. Okay, See, yeah. I think I, I, even though it doesn't really, 
uh, go towards our point. I do think Havoc would help a lot. Havoc's obviously not, you know, no offense, the smartest player um, or like a leader, uh, IGL necessarily. But I think one of the biggest issues is they have Skies and Awakening, right? And so Awakening is like running their sub because Dave Patty's an AR as well. So it's like him and Vivid. And Awakening is so talented. When he first came into the league, he was unbelievable um, running that AR. But I feel like his mindset, and I could be completely wrong, it's just from watching. It's like, it's almost like uh, a casual player who sees like a Shotzi, right? Or an Abizi. And just sees when they're going off, and it's like, damn, all I got to do is hit every corner perfectly, slide cancel, and be as cracked as possible, and like that's what I need to do. And that's how he plays. But he doesn't understand like the play that you brought up, Doug, and just every time I've watched him with a sub, how he needs to take the correct routes um, to not only manipulate spawns uh, for his team, but also when to slow down and, and when to speed up. Like the, Like his pace is so chaotic it just doesn't make any sense like i don't think he knows how to actually run the sub role as optimally as he could be because he just thinks i just got to go 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 push every cut out it seems so like I he think, has like the modern warfare bug where you like couldn't make a bad play in dom <laughs> like he really yeah really yeah i mean you're not wrong that's probably it because that's kind of when he came in the scene but his yeah. playing style in black ops one pad on domination he'd literally be the best cod player i right? just think yeah. i just th i just think if you if you brought havoc back and unfortunately sent uh, Dave Patty to the bench and kind of had Skies and Awakening do be that AR duo, which would slow him down. I think Colt has a way better understanding of what he needs to do with a sub and how to be like that ratty type of player in certain situations. It would help a lot. I, I would yeah. argue, <clears throat> so I know Dave, Dave is, Dave is actually their vocal leader. Dave Patty is their vocal Hell leader. Nah. Hell he, nah. he is. He, it is the main. truth. Why it is the truth. No, no, no. I'm not going to say get rid of Dave. I think Sky's an awakening. They ain't one of them's got to go, bro. Do you think it's like that's fair? Well, they, yeah, no, you, yeah, you could do that as well. If you... I think one of them's got to go, bro. They need, they need a little, they need, they need a little bit less like hecticness and some, some fundamentals. So skies bro. for havoc or no? And ha oh, no, skies are awakening. One of them's got to go. I think they have a similar, similar issue, uh, like Clay and Krim. Maybe not because like they're they're not performing i think like both of them have a very aggressive in your face like the child play style and one of them's got to slow the fuck down and they need they also still need a vocal leader and a sub so like i don't know i mean i think point. i think i think so it's one of them we were saying that we were saying they had the same issue in cold war and i think it's the same thing th this year i remember um i remember watching this match when florida was actually the, the iconic awakening like 30 and 9 or whatever when they were losing and I tuned in at this certain time, and I'm looking at it right now because I had to watch it back. It was a P2 hill. It just popped. There was 55 seconds. And Breach was trying to hit through P5 to rotate to P2. So I'm guessing, like, it was P1 going to P2. They spawned Fire Alley. They tried to hit Fire Alley to P5 to rotate. They have Dave Patty, like, literally flying at the cut and challing it with an AR, like, as if it was a sub player. Then Awakening goes to pick up the cut, and he's sitting there watching the cut. And three players come across, and he just runs away from the cut. He just runs away instead of dying to make the game easier and staggering the push. And then his teammate off spawn is trying to hit bottom church. Like everyone on this team is just doing everything wrong. Oh, on a different page, bro. I don't care what he tells me. He was playing for his KD. Well, it's Awakening specifically. Yeah, like, it's doing, simple as that. In this play here, Ian, he literally sees three people cross from P5 when he's top radio. And he runs backwards and stands top church to like regen when he's at 80 health. 
and their whole team just runs through, kills a guy on the hill, flips the spawn, and then they, yeah. they get the hill. It's like if that's these me, types of plays, I'm Rambo in there, not even getting there, one. But I'm just sitting there and I'm like infuriated looking at the routes of their whole team and the way they're playing. Like, why is Dave Patty running and jumping at it as if he has a sub out with an AR? And why is Awakening running away when there's three people he has to like get in yeah. an engagement with? Like, sacrifice your life to make the game easier for the team. Yeah. I would lose so much full as a player if like I'm spawning in and that's what's happening. And then I have to like try to fill a lane. Like, that's just. Yeah, would make me lose my mind. They're all, they're all on different pages. At the end of the day, fair play to Boston. They move on. Florida's out. They definitely got some. Uh, they got some things to to talk about yeah. when they all get home. Well, look, next series. Oh, good. Well, I was gonna say. So we we kind of went ahead and talked about all the teams now. So now we can get into most of the matches, um, and not so much the teams. Now that we've kind of went over everybody, um, but I want to talk about this series. Um, and and it was the, it was the breach versus Legion series, and um, I thought. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I was surprised in this series. Zinni looked really good this tournament in general, but I, I I don't know how you guys felt, but I thought he really stepped up. I yeah. I, I know we were talking about how how good Breach was before, but I was really impressed from Zinni overall this whole event. Um, and that was something that obviously I think Nero's their best player, but I think Zinni kind of just stepped into a role where he looks really comfortable on this team and, and kind of in this role that he has in this team as the kind of quote unquote leader. Or, or IGL, whatever you want to call it. 100%. Zinni stepped it up. It propelled them to the their run, in my opinion. Granted, the one thing I will say is I think they had a pretty easy run. Not that's what, I, that that's what I was going to yeah. say. They, I, they, they lost the... Go ahead. Go ahead, go oh, ahead. No, 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 no. You go first, Chris. Go okay, ahead. Okay, I was going to say they lost the phase, and then they beat a new team, and uh, they, they scraped by the win with Muneers. We already established how Florida should have won, especially statistically. So that would have been Boston out of the tournament already, right? Anyways, a squeak by, and then they beat Paris, who obviously is a completely new team. They're going through their roster changes, the rumored roster change of Jimbo for Fellow, him not being able to get over, blah, blah. And then they play Toronto, and they get shut down, which I do still, still think they could have won that series, but they end up you know, going out there. But did you and see Zinni in that series, though? Frying. Zinni did fry. So the one thing I will say is... I'm go I was on their I was riding their train too, man. I thought they were gonna do really good. And I thought they were gonna at least get around the top six, which they did. But at the same time, I'm still not sold on their team. Although I know Zinni and Nero played well at times, I still think these guys are very inconsistent and they still have a lot of lot to work on. And they are very inexperienced in terms of like Cap and Nero and on the main stage. So We'll see how that happens, but I'm not sold, man. I'm on Honestly, the yeah. Not. I'm on the other side. I'm gonna sound like it. Well, I'm on the same side as you, Chris. But like e even what Pat was saying, uh, and I'm gonna sound like a hater. But that was the team I thought was the most overrated. Unfortunately, well, fortunately for them, it actually ended up being Seattle. But I still think they're a close second. The reason is, and Zin did play well. Uh, I think Zin's really good this game. I think his best series all all event long was actually against his old team in Toronto which unfortunately yeah, they lost. Sure. Um, but once again, when you look at their matches, they get bodied by FaZe. That's whatever, you know, Faye, it's FaZe. A tough game. Um, and and I, I, I'm not trying to be that guy. Bro, they didn't deserve that win versus Florida. They should have been out top 12. And, and I'm speaking like, when my 100T team beat FaZe at COD Champs, we were down 0-2, 2-0 in the control, we did not deserve that win. Like, that was a blunder on FaZe's part. Just like that was an absolute blunder on Florida's part. So they should have been out. And then they play, uh, what, they played Paris? 
right? And then they played a Toronto team, which Toronto couldn't win a hard point. Like, like this Toronto team, I know they made it far and they have a lot of potential. We've seen what they've done in the past, but they did not play anyone like good at all, realistically, I mean, Bruce, besides Bruce besides Faze. Right, Ian? Did they lose With, last match 6-4 yeah, and they, they lost did. to S&D 5-5? No, no, yeah, they did, they did. But what I'm saying is Boston Breach got two free. They won both hard points. Like well, think, against Toronto, they're not going to win two hard. They're not going to win two hard points against any top team. And I'm not trying to hate on them. I just think like, bro, that top six is heavily gassed. Where I, I, I think, agree. I think a team like Minnesota is probably better than them right now. I do. Well, like they should have been out top twelve, and that's just how it is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So let's let's t- let's take a step back. We can all agree that the top six isn't justified. But I think we gotta we gotta look at this from a, a broader perspective and and kind of say that no matter what, like who Breach seems to play, and this is even the case in that their matches in the league, they're always competitive, right? Like yes, they're a really good S and D team, very right, good. But, but yes, but that's what I'm kind of saying. That obviously they're playing, you know, Mutineers and Legion and Ultra who couldn't win a hard point. Um, <laughs> but they're winning hard points convincingly for the most part. And then their S and Ds are always competitive, like a lot of six four six fives. So I kind of agree with you in two ways. I think I don't think the top six is justified. I think if they had another route or played a better team round one or round two, they would have been out. But I do think it's a positive for this team because they are a competitive team. I don't think they're a bottom four kind of pack. I think I they can either. easily be in that. Yeah, I know. Eight. I agree with that. I agree but, with that. But the fact that they keep all these series close, like going game fives against teams that we would think would be better than them. And the like, bro, I, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see one of my tweets, but like TJ Halley was ninja defusing a bomb and, or defusing a 1v1 and insight saw like just yeah, his, yeah, his ass. that literally would have decided the match and they would have yeah. won. Um, no, that but, you're not wrong. I just think, I, I guess I, I'm not trying to say that they're bad by any means. Me neither. I, 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 what'd you say? Me neither. Me oh, neither. oh yeah. Um, because uh, I like Zinn, I like Tej. Those are my guys. I think Cap and Nero have a lot of potential. Um, and I like, I love watching them play. I just think people are gassing them up more than where they're actually at right now. That's all I'm saying. And I know you can only yeah. play the teams that are in front of you. I get that. Um, but they just they don't have any convincing wins versus any like team that I think is solid right now. Solid or dominant good. team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they are competitive yeah. no matter yeah. what um, against most teams in the league. So I don't, I definitely don't think that they'll be a bottom four team. I just 100%. think they might be stuck at that like six through eight range. Yeah. All I just year. Want, the thing I want to see out of them is obviously Cap needs to be better in respawns. And I get it. He's young and he comes from SD and he's good at SD. It takes, takes a little time. He takes time. But Tej, man, Tej has, Tej has not been Tej for a while. And I, he's still a good player. But he's not anything, you know. He hasn't When's been the last playing. Time you would say he was himself. World War Two. <sighs> Damn, it's been that long. Because even Bo Four on Optic, like it wasn't like he was dominant. And then you go into MW, that LA team, Optic LA. But he was still really pretty dominant. good. I think early Bo Four teach was really good. Yeah, I think ever since then he's kind of started to regress. It's, been, it's a been a while, man. And like, I'm worried for their team if he like, especially versus the super like slay heavy teams like phase and stuff for example if he doesn't start to play better because you're only going to assume that simp and those guys are going to end up you know playing a lot better at some point you already see shotzi 
and Scump playing at these insane levels. And if they want to be competitive, they want to breach through that top six margin. They're going to have to go against subs like no pun intended, Chris. They're yeah, but they're going to they're yeah. going to have they're going to have to go <laughs> against subs like Draza and Envoy. Like they're going to have to go against Kleenex. Don't, don't get me wrong. They don't stand a chance. They're not ever. I I don't see a world where this breach team beats Optic or Face. It's they're a two three five well, team. They're a two three five team okay. in every series. But I, but what even I'm saying if, is that's if, their yes, goal, they, right? They like that's everyone. Them. That's everyone's goal is to be that competitive. And if that's their goal, then you're gonna you're just gonna have to show me more. I think they're right stuck now outside the top two. I, three three through eight, they're stuck. Like I think they're mostly gonna be a six through eight team, and they can be competitive against three, four, and five. But I don't see a world where they breach into the top two. Oh my god! <laughs> they would, if they want to get to the top four, I think they would have to make a team change. Yeah, they'd have to improve from a, a talent standpoint. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. What was the next match, Chris? Uh, next match was the Ravens versus the Ultra. And that was where Ravens beat them three-one and solidified themselves as the better. European roster. <laughs> I got a stat though. Trey Zero is now ten and one against Benjamin Bantz on land. Ten and one. That's you pull that out of that's. A, I mean, that's convincing, Pat. That's people like, people hey, forgot I'm about Trey. People forgot about Trey. Yes, especially because yes, uh, especially because he, he didn't play at all last year um, for whatever ish, visa issue or something yeah. like that. Uh, and I think London. Yeah, they're for sure. Better than Toronto right now, I would say they're the better, quote unquote, European team. Um, even though technically Toronto, whatever, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. But I, I wanted to touch on the one thing that I, I, I've said a lot, and I can now talk about is I think this London team is very similar to Gen G in Black Ops Four. I think this London team uh, might have like right now the best teamwork slash understanding uh, in Vanguard. And you guys might be like, what, dude, how the hell? Like, that don't make no sense. They, you know, um, but similar to Gen G and from what a lot of pros tell me is London is relentless. They're all on the same page. Their pacing is great. They're very aggressive in your face and they're very well-rounded at all three modes. Right. But I just think, especially from what we've seen so far um, with this major happening, that when it comes down to playing those top teams, not saying Toronto, um, but like the phase, the, the optics, whatever, they just don't have enough firepower because no matter how well you play, we all know from experience, if there's a superstar on the other team and all of a sudden he's 2.0 double positive in a map, if you don't have anyone on your team going off to kind of combat that, it don't matter how good your rotations are, how good your breaks are. Sometimes game just got to respect game and their superstar player <laughs> went off and secured like a map. You know, so like, what about what about Joey Gizmo then, Ian? Because he had like a top BKD say. before this land. And well, that down so one. So and I'm gonna back you up here, Doug, because you were saying you were saying I need to wait to see how London plays on land. And while they did play great, like I think they had a great event as a whole, and I think they they'll consistently be a, amongst the top, um, just because of how well uh, of a team they are, like how how good it's built from not only their play styles to their understanding to their chemistry, blah blah blah. But this event, I'm pretty sure every single player besides Trey did worse statistically on land than online, to back up what you said before. And while that doesn't matter in the, in the sense of having a successful event, because I would say this is uh, successful for them, but I just think maybe it was nerves. Um, you know, I know Gizmo tweeted out some stuff, what's going on personally, so that's tough. 
But it just comes down to, I think it's going to be hard for them to be able to get over the hump to actually win an event, which a lot of people were gassing them up, um, that they have the potential to do so. Because to win an event, you're going to have to be multiple top teams, you know? You're going to have to be phase. You're going to have to be optic. I think they could take a series off one of them, but I don't know if they have enough to to beat multiple top teams to to actually win a championship. I don't. I think it's this, Ian. I don't think it has anything to do with that, to be honest with you, because like when you see Joey Gizmo play, like this guy's clearly the X factor. He was dropping one point twos on land, online, and then on land, he he just didn't play like himself. And I think it's really promising, honestly, to see that because I don't know how many lands he's been to, but I love his energy. I love when he gets hype, and to see Trey play as well as he did when I, I was one of the people when Trey was at his lowest point like a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, guys. Like, I was even playing train eights, and I was like, yeah, you know, he does seem a little bit slow to stuff. He doesn't seem as aware to stuff. But at the same time, like, I know, like, Trey is going through something right now, and I know how sharp Trey can be, especially when it comes to the winning moments, because I've seen him do it so many times. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I, I could rely on him to clean up his act, and I've always said that about him, and he played so good. Now, with Joey, I think it's the complete opposite. I think he has so much untapped potential. And for them to get third, with him playing as bad as he did, I think all those players in the organization is very proud of their placing and what they did. They should be. They did lose to the two best teams. It wasn't as competitive as I would hope it would be. I mean, they won the first map, Berlin versus Optic, the FaZe series. I mean, FaZe was on fire, and it's just just so hard to shut those guys down. We haven't seen FaZe get shut down the way Optic did in a long time. So... It's like, I think if I'm London, I look at it like if Joey's playing like himself, we actually could have beat FaZe and Optic today. And Joey's yeah. going through stuff. So like that's the way I'd see it if I was a player. And I'd feel very encouraged if I was London. They did, they did in a way like, prove me no, right I where I said, I did say like, yeah, I don't know if Nasty and Gizmo will be able to do this on land. And like, yes, statistically Gizmo didn't play as good on land. But like the fact that that team got third with him not playing as good as he should really was encouraging for me as a, as a London fan, honestly. It shows how good they are as a team. Exactly. Which I, I do think they will be considered a top three, top four team uh, Let's consistently. Let's keep something in mind, though. Let's keep something in mind. When we talk about how how much their stats differed from online to land, online they played five games, and they didn't necessarily play phase and optic, right? Like here they, they played gorillas, ultra, and then phase and optic. So obviously their stats are not going to be as good because of the level of talent that they played here on land. That's what happens when you run through the winner yep. bracket. Um, so, so I wasn't expecting their stats to remain, you know, that even, um, but, but yeah, obviously I think one of the big things was Gizmo, Ian, that was kind of what you're talking about. Like when, when you square up like talent versus talent, I think Gizmo has to be that player for this London team who is one of their main superstars. Um, and obviously I think he underperformed this event, obviously had some stuff going on. But, you know, I, I think they do have a chance. I just think it's it's going to be really hard for them to have consistently, consistently have a chance just because of like how you said, like the way they play is something that, well, what what are you going to do when the other team superstar is just a 2.0? Like, yes, yeah, Sim, Sim goes off, Dashy goes off. Yeah, it's not your style is not going to work against that. Um, so, yeah. All right. Uh, that kind of summarizes them. And then obviously. The big match of that, uh, I think it was Friday, right? The big match, or no, the big match of Saturday was the phase versus optic. Um, phase versus optic. The reverse sweep. That's I think basically... this was the start for optic, really. Like, yeah. This it was everything for them. To me. It, yeah. it was yeah. everything oh, for them. Definitely. Make I mean, or break. This, was, this is, I think, sorry to cut you off, Doug. I think no, this, is, uh, this is big for them. This, I mean, this event obviously is huge, but... This match right here was big for their confidence for like the entire year, their confidence for the rest of the major. I think this is what basically propelled them to basically look unfuckable 
for the entire tournament because as we know atlanta phase has been the best team for a while now they've been the most dominant team and when you're coming in with optic texas with a new roster Mm -hmm. you know filled with familiar faces that have been able to put up fights versus you know atlanta phase in the past i think playing them at your home series or your major for the first time in the winner's bracket with that crowd behind you you have to show up here you have to because if you don't there's going to be that doubt in the back of your mind for the rest of the year that's true spot on chris i couldn't agree more i have a a interesting take and i kind of want to get your guys opinion on it I think, um, and th- Pat, I think, was it, I don't know if it was you that I was talking to, might have been TeamSpeak with, with you, Chris, I'm not sure, but anyways, I feel that phase, like this reverse sweep was more, um, more caused by phases emotions than, than actually what happened in the game. And what I mean by that, because I know that might not make sense right now, is going into this event, Right, I feel phase. They're doing this whole villain thing, right? Where sipping a beezy, especially they're not villain. You know, they're not like Pat. They're not like Krim. That's just not how they are. Um, but I feel like they almost feel disrespected because of how great they've been over the past couple of years, right? Um, and they haven't gotten like in my head. I don't think that they think they've gotten the respect that they deserve. Like they yeah. still feel some sort of slight towards them. And I, when I was saying it, uh, people that I was talking to were like, what? I don't think so. I don't think they give a fuck. Um, excuse my language. But it, it, no one's going to say that, right? But I've seen Simp and Abizi respond to people. On, like, you know, respond to the trolls on Twitter and stuff like that. To where if I feel some type of way, I'm going to tell y'all, Chris, no, what? No, I don't care about that. But my actions say something different, right? Where I could tell that it was kind of getting under their skin from my perspective. So I think going into this match, they were so fired up. Like they wanted to put optics so deep in the dirt at, at their own event, right, Chris? And they start mm-hmm. out hot. And then all of a sudden they lost that close control. And they're like, damn, we like we won the 3-0. I'm like, we're trying to show all these optic fans, all these optic trolls that we are the best. Okay. Like we deserve the respect that we feel like we're not getting. And then they lost that game four and they got bodied in the game six. But it was kind of like a snow, uh, was a snowball effect. Yeah, where yeah. Uh, they just couldn't grasp it back. And I feel like a lot of it had to do because, dude, they got bodied. Like, when you look at the stats from the overall series, I don't know if I've ever seen Simp and Abizi play as bad as they did. And so I think they had a lot on the line in their own heads than people make it out to be. I don't know. I could be tripping. I could be tripping. Inconsistent. Unbelievable. I've never seen it out of him ever. How he went from day one, the best player I've ever seen in Vanguard, to nothing on the line though. He's playing Boston Breach. Nobody, everybody knows Faze is gonna win. Still, but he beat him like one v four, bro. Like he uh, actually, he was shitting on them. One like, of the I best was, series I've seen. I, I let me yeah. let me let me let me phrase it this way. You guys all remember when we would be competing at events? There was always that one team that you really wanted to beat. Or those yeah. players that you really like, it, it was more than just winning. Yeah. You wanted to disrespect them. Uh-huh. And I feel like that is what Simp and Abizi wanted to do. Yeah, I think they got they got overzealous, especially after going up to O. You saw well, you saw him stand up. Oh, yeah. Well, to answer your point, I saw like, Abizi do the hello. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't hear yeah. y'all. 
Did you see the bokeh when they went to the listen and a BZ went on like a nine yes. streak and he was screaming? Yes. I I've never heard that passion ever, out of him and I loved it. And like that made me feel like OG Call of Duty. But it also reminded me of when Spark got his call up on LAG. They went up two zero against Slasher on OG LA. Oh, that that was he a got really up. similar feel. Yeah, it's a very similar like vibe that I got, and it was almost like below a BZ in them. And didn't a BZ drop a donut in that game five in that same series? Yeah, they got six owed. Yeah, it's just uh, you've never seen a BZ play as inconsistent as he did in this event. And obviously, like I'm not gonna think anything less of him as a player because of one tournament where they get second and he's a little inconsistent. Like Crimea River, like get top eight four events in a row, and I'll start. If anything, if anything, yeah. I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna look at a BZ. I'm gonna look at for one RCs. But at the end of the day, RC started to play better later in the tournament. But secondly, Simp, dude, we got like. We got to talk about Simp because Simp, like you said, he's so been wildly inconsistent when this guy was regarded as like the best player in the game for the last like two years. I mean, I think it I think it goes back to what Ian was saying. Like, I think they need to kind of if, if they're going to have this like forced villain thing, I think they just got to drop it and just play to where they, they feel like nothing's on the line. They're just playing cards with their friends. I, like I how it was on their come up. Yeah. yeah. Or I, no I one, right. Where they didn't have all this pressure yes. to be the, the greatest because, bro, and this is not. I, I'm not trying to make it sound negative towards them, but once again, bro, I, I follow them both. Okay. I see the tweets. They let you like, they can say whatever they want to me. If they're like, well, I don't care about that, bro. If you're tweeting, if you're taking time out of your day, tweeting random internet trolls and, and like trying to dagger them, you care, you care, even if it's a little bit. And I, I think that is affecting them more than they probably want to admit right now because they have all this pressure. Because they know. I mean, yeah, dude, they 100%. got booed. I, I believe so, too. They've been the most they dominant team. Overrated, bro. bro. Overrated chat. That was which the is, one that I mean, got me. unbelievable. Which is unbelievable. That was ridiculous. That's yeah. so yeah. ridiculous. But, but That's so disrespectful, the, honestly. They've been the best team for so long and, and amongst the top five. And they're just getting booed out of their minds. And obviously, I get it. It's Optic. It's Optic's event. Blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know. I think it's what you said. Pat. win. Exactly. I think Optic won. They were being disrespected. Optic one before the series even started. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say me and Pat are better than Sim or Beezy and them, but yo, some people are just built for it. Yeah, no, I mean, yo, it, it they are. Some, some people, some people, some people, some people eat it up. Some people like, eat it up. Yeah, some, some people, people like eat it. that shit up. Like I do. I, like I, I love think, that shit. I think Sim and Beezy thought that they would like it, right? I think they thought in their head they could go into that like, oh, that'll really piss me off and get me going. Like I dare them. But then when when then when Optic wins a map, you're like. Fuck. Like, yep. am I really about yeah, to turn it to a on. And, and then you, really blink, you blink, you're down 3-0 game five, and you don't got to yeah. kill. You're like, yo, what in the hell just happened? Because you're like, it's when, it, when it's working, you're like, yeah, I told him. Like, I'm up 2-0. And then you sit down, and you're like, fuck. Am I going to am I gonna be on a, a Twitter meme after this? Uh -huh. fucking doing this? Like, Pat, I think it matters. Two, two things. One, when Abizi got up like that, never in my career, Pat, do I remember me. The only time I did that was against Envy in World War II to temp because I went 12-0 and in search game two and we 6-0 them, went up 2-0 <laughs> to send them home. And obviously me and Donnie always had a very, I'd say friendly uh, trash talking like environment with each other, especially in the early days. And I got up and I started talking shit. And you know what happened? Oh, got reverse sweat. I've never done that in my life, Pat. Every time I've been in those listen, moments when we played listen. Optic, when I played you, I didn't care if I was up 5-0 against you in the finals. I don't care if I world start Optic to win maps. I kept it with you. I kept it with the team. I didn't say anything. I do believe in karma to that extent, and I do agree with you. I think Simp and Abizi said 
Can you believe we're the best subs in the world and people still think we're overrated? People still think we're not good enough? Like, I'm going to fry them. And then when they were frying them, they thought they'd feed off it. Just like you said, I think you're spot on. And the other thing that I think really went against them was that Optic, even though FaZe is great in search and they have the greatest SD analyst in Tupac, I vouch for that heavy. Optic is so dominant in search and destroy. That's they why I think it's it. so hard they to beat. Them. Yeah, they they, they solved it, dude. They look amazing. They are playing some. Their fundamentals, their first bloods, their number advantages, their live advantages. Their the they way they wait mid round, dude. The way they waited on that Tuscan versus Phase when they had B bomb control, they made Phase all give up B and they wrapped all the way back to A. They completely juked them out. They got people on their toes all game long, and I think that's the biggest thing that Phase couldn't solve, regardless of the momentum and regardless of their emotions. Yeah. Yeah. At the I end, they optic did of, play well. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I think a good rule of thumb, though, just for anybody, is like when you start talking shit to another team mid series or the crowd, you got to be damn sure you're going to win. Like, you, you got to be like, to. you got to be at the point where you're like disrespectfully, like, these guys aren't on my level. Like, yes. they're just not on my level. But or you, in a, yeah, or in you a series be... where you're playing optic, like, I don't, like, phase and optic are pretty evenly matched right now. You can't really do that because optic's got comeback potential. Like, yeah. You, you gotta, gotta wait to until like match. literally the game's about to end, yeah. and then you like, stand up and start. Yep, yes, you yes. yes. And now you're like, yeah, yes. what's well, good? Yeah. I, yeah. Either that, or you gotta be damn okay with I might be a meme. Not nah, because period. if that's in your head, then you already lost. Like, yes, they're thinking that. Yes. Well, gotta, no, I mean, like, bro, sure you're gonna win. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you gotta be damn okay with it because I know for a fact. Bro, I was shameless in my career, and you were shameless as fuck too. Yeah, like but you we were went, we when it it was happening. Okay, but I was wait, I was still like that even when I was like mid tier. Like, bro, do you know how many times I talk shit to like even like Doug, well, for example, a, or Optic, or like? Shit, but like, I'm you get the point. Different. You get the point. It's like, the same principle though, Pat. It's Pat, the same thing. Like, I, like my, 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 I'm saying you can't be afraid to turn into a meme, like because if it exactly goes up no, too, exactly that's what I'm saying. You got to be okay with it. You just don't care. But I think after they after they lost that map, they're like. They're, they're probably thinking like what they just did 2-0 like they're going in that game five like fuck like we just did all this like mm -hmm. if we lose yeah we're gonna be memes i don't think they're okay with being memes knowing it, kind of what ian's saying these guys are tweeting trolls back like throwing daggers i don't think they're okay with being memes yeah. no no shot simply to be zero okay with being memes <laughs> no shot. they did but, handle their loss very well though it seemed uh publicly yeah but they also and, have crowder like, on their on their yeah them, you know, chris so. ain't chris ain't gonna allow them to like Start throwing daggers like we've been shitting on you for three yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, years. like, don't, like, I don't care about no, losing no, no, this. No, like, man, we've been shit on y'all. <laughs> no, it just seemed like they were very calm. They're like, yo, they were a better team, good games, moving on. We're going to get better from this. And that's how you have Oh, you know, they were and steaming, but I think they believe no, that out. I definitely think they believe that, though. And I definitely think that they're going to take that to heart. And I think that's a huge reason why they've been one of the best teams is because they yeah, probably, I, they, they probably take. Absolutely. I mean, nobody likes to lose. I mean, I've never played second, Pat. I don't know about you. I never got second in the grand finals in my career. And <laughs> okay, I, I, okay. That boy, okay. If I was phase, no, no. If I'm phase, think about it, though. If you're Simp, Abizi, Arcity, Celium, it doesn't matter who you are. You're on phase. You're dominant. Everybody knows you're dominant. You know you're dominant. You never want to feel like you're second to anybody, especially if you're a team like that. For you're sure. a perfectionist, man. Like you, you don't want to feel that way. And of course, they're hating it, Pat. But I do think that this is a great learning lesson. If I'm Phase, don't try to be a villain because it's not going to work. Keep doing what you've been doing before this. And regardless of like you, it, maybe being the villain isn't the reason they got second. Maybe they just weren't as good. And maybe we're just saying this yeah. and we're speculating. But we are. But we were talking what you're about good that at. winners round two, though. So, and I think that's what kind of led into this next series, right? Phase fall down. To the loser bracket, they get reverse swept by Optic, and then they go against Thieves, and they start down 0-2, right? That's like, what FaZe needed. I think yeah. this was like a moment 
of almost a moment of clarity for face because you, once again, they just got reverse swept a huge series. Um, you know, they were getting just dogged on social media. Uh, so they were feeling some type of way and then they, they fell down into lose bracket and they had to play LAT, which LAT was the way tougher draw, um, in oh, yeah, that absolutely. round. Uh, yeah. and, and so they, they're probably still affected a little bit from losing the optic series and they got, you know, punching them out a little bit. They lose, they go down Oh one Oh two, but that is where great teams can find a way. Um, we all know phase is a great team. Like they're not just, they didn't just get lucky for a couple of years. Like yeah. they, they know what it takes. And, uh, so even though it sucked that it came against LAT, especially they, they lost uh, a very close map too in, in that S and D. And I thought that's when the series was over. But for some reason, I was like, dude, there's a good shot that they just rattle off three wins here, um, and which they did. And I think that was huge for their morale. Like, I think if they would have, have just went out, bang, bang, like that, like get reverse swept and say get 3-0'd or 3-1 or whatever the case may be, um, I think they we could have got 3-0'd, Ian. They, they could have. They definitely could have. It was just crazy to think about. And I think we would have been talking about them a little bit differently, but I think that was great for their mindset. Um, and terrifying for everyone else every other team that was still in was probably hoping phase got sent home early and i don't know i i just think it was like not a wake-up call in a sense but what we've been just talking about whereas they just need to realize man just focus on the game don't let anything else get to you because i think that's why they kind of went down oh two like no not disrespecting like t they played great but even in that whole series, yeah, in that whole series, especially in the beginning half, fate, like, dude, they just didn't look good. Like, it didn't look like the phase that we've seen the last couple of years. We're going to have to talk about that control, too, once we get to it in the grand finals, because they definitely lost full losing the optic, and they definitely lost full in that Kabutu control, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. So, obviously, Thieves, I think, I, I don't know. I think Thieves just lost full here. It, that's what it kind of looked like. When, when, that, when they lost that control, um, phase just started looking like the better team that we're going to take it um I don't, I don't know if you guys have any specific stuff from this series but i i think the the big thing to take away is right now if these go game five i got zero faith in them currently until they drastically improve in their S and, and yes sam i think sam was the big story for me in this series i think these kills like, least deaths pat least yeah, kills just, least deaths, least damage the in the lobby and, and, I, the and triple I think crown on the flip side of that though ian Archie's, I think, got shit on in the in the optic series, and then came back versus thieves. And this is when really he started turning up. This is when yeah, he started when actually. He th yep. This series and on, he was like the best player on their team. No lie, yeah. I agree with you. Ian. And the yeah, most consistent, yeah. And, and I think, I think Sam was, you know, feeling part of that, right? If like the other team's main ARs is on point, um, yeah, I think he started feeling that. So that was the that was the big takeaway for me. This series was kind of like the Archie's versus Octane diff. And, and Octane overall just just not performing to to his standards because I think yeah, the we, rest of his we, team played pretty well. We've already talked about it. We just we need to see more out of Sam if or Octane. Sorry, if uh we want to see them be a lot more consistent in like against like people like Phase Optic and hell even even the Ultra right. Mm -hmm. But they in general they just need to work on their search and destroy. They're by far the best hard point team still. Um, they got reverse swept. They got reverse swept and in a reverse sweep. Reverse sweep. Like, it's unfortunate that that happens, but at the end of the day, bro, you still went up 2-0. You were in a position to win the series. You just didn't close. And yeah. I don't think they're going to look at themselves and be like, oh, damn, like we suck. Like they're going to be like, okay, we got to work on this. 
we're good at hard point. Let's really buckle down and, and get better at search and destroy to so make sure yeah. that we can start closing out these series. And, and I, I do want to say one thing. I think um, Sam playing as poorly as he did, I think this is going to like reignite that fire underneath him because he's had so many events and so many years of, of success and praise as being one of, if not the best main AR, and then ending this event like bottom five KD. Uh, I, I think if he can improve where he's what his normal standards are, I think it also helps this LAT team in all facets just because it relieves some of the pressure out of like the draws of the envoy to be going off. Like yeah. we, we I think we can see Sam have these superstar performances that we're kind of used to moving forward. 100%. Just like with the London team with Gizmo and they're performing, it's the same thing with the Thieves team. I think they're both yeah, really good about their situations, yeah. even though Thieves it's got a good comparison. Saves. All right. Yeah, because well, they don't need a roster change. They just need some players to play as had they should. Um, yeah, exactly. But these well, anyways, games, I think let's run through them, Chris. Let's, let's yeah, run I mean, kind of fast. Got, I want to get into the finals and discuss. Yeah, that I was going to say basically, Optic and uh, Atlanta Phase they basically take care of business. Optic knock, uh, knocks Ravens into the losers bracket. You know, Ravens have just uh, they looked really good versus everybody except for Optic and Phase. It's kind of you know it yep. is the way it is. Then we got Atlanta, who just starts off destroying Toronto Ultra. We already talked about Ultras look sloppy. They placed they top. Win one. A hard point. <laughs> yeah, they placed in the top four and they didn't win a hard point. That's impressive by them. They got to go home and start working. They on basically won the damn event doing that. I'll tell <laughs> no, you yeah, literally, that's a win. Literally, I'm so impressed then, by that. Honestly, and then Atlanta ends up knocking out the Ravens. We already talked about it. Ravens look good versus everybody except for you know Atlanta phase and Optic. And then we get to the meat and potatoes of Sunday, the grand finals. The meat and potatoes. One thing, the one thing I do want to say about the Ravens from those two matches is. Both both those games, they got like their best hard point, which I was surprised about. That like both teams gave them their their best hard point, which they won in both series. I'm pretty sure, um, and that Berlin. So that was kind of surprising. Just a weird stat. I like I feel like teams should just know now. Like, hey, Ravens are godlike at Berlin hard point. Don't play that. And, yeah. and, and wait, and before you get into the finals too, um, I want to say in both of those series, Atlanta phase. I mean, they should have won three o three o. Yeah, the three one they choked that five one lead versus London, but they looked like the Atlanta phase, and I think that's because they just they didn't have that pressure on them. They weren't gonna, yeah. you know, they're going up against Toronto and London, both good teams, but there's no beef there, you know, there's no pressure, blah blah blah. Uh, crowd and was pretty even too. Yeah, yeah, the crowd's pretty even, and I know Optic talent wise has more talent than both of those teams, but it's not by a crazy amount. And I know Optic is, is the best team in the game right now, but it's not by a wild difference. Like I, I still think even when when they got to the finals, right, which we could talk about where they lost five two and it was close games, but Optic just looked flat out better in every in every facet of the game. Um, I know they had some close series. I know that the the control, which I don't know how you guys feel about it. I think it it sucked, but I also think that doing a one round replay was not the right move. They should have had a full map replay. That's what that, that's what I thought. Because now, do you think time time restraints have something to do with that, Pat, or no? Possibly, but at the end of the day, I think if if Alec doesn't start lagging there, Phase win that win that control period. And and, and I know there was a lot of complaints about this replay, like oh well, Seth had a glide bomb round three or whatever, and well, Optic clutched up. Like is Seth gonna get a glide bomb back in the round replay? But I don't care. I don't care if you're an Optic fan or a Phase fan. Optic should have lost that that match if it was yes. if Alec didn't start lagging. So I think Optic should have been very happy that it was just a one round replay where they had defense. By yeah. the way, like they they had the advantage in the replay. Well, bro, yeah. people 
people were saying too, they were like, what Optic clutch up? They could have, they should have won that three before. It's like, bro, in the heat of the moment, you know, no you, you know, all full was out the window when, when like it started getting to that point. And Alc was like, I'm lagging, I'm lagging. And now they're like not even focusing on the game. Bro, bro I don't know if you saw the minimap. His teammates were like turning around and looking at him running into a that, wall. That's, like, that's what they, I'm saying. Yeah, so it, cool. it's. And you could blame that on FaZe and be like, well, they should have just stayed locked in. But, dude, that's so hard because you just instantly get pulled out of of the game at that point. It was a 17v5 with a minute left. And, like, that was ridiculous. the live count. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, they they would have won that like, for sure, bro. It's FaZe. Yeah. Real quick, just talking about the lag, like, we got to talk about PC number seven because apparently there's some... Uh... Yeah, Is that the PC Arsenies was on? Yeah. Uh, that was Yeah, it. so let me pull it up really quick. Uh, there's actually a lot of people that were on that PC. Uh, I do remember, though, the stat from PC number seven. I got it right here. The overall <laughs> stat, not counting grand final. So PC number seven was on the right side of the stage. Um, it was the third person to the right. Um, had Overall, had a 0.8 KD before grand finals. That doesn't account for Alec in grand finals. Uh, Temp, Insight, Arshides, TJ Halley, Draza, Gizmo, Insight, and, and Gizmo as well. There was one more, I think, one more player. Um but yeah, I, and then obviously Alec in Grand Finals had the lag, uh, and his stat up until that third map, which I'm assuming there was a PC switch or, or something with his uh, his computer, yeah. he had a .67 until that control. So he was obviously getting shot as well. Yeah, getting body. Um, so something and, on that PC is wrong, clearly. Well, and to keep in mind... I'm willing and to bet is, on it. Well, hold yeah, on. And same. to keep in mind, this obviously is just an arbitrary stat. The left side of the stage won 15 games. The right side of the stage won three games. There was a 15 to three discrepancy. But was the left side always the highest seed, though? Yeah. Not always. Not always. There was one series where FaZe was on the right when they were the higher seed. Uh, It was versus one of the Ultra or. uh, Interesting. Actually, no, because London would have been a higher seed than FaZe at this tournament, right? No, because they were 5 0. No, no, FaZe was 5 0. So, yeah, there was like, I think it, it, it started swapping when like London fell from the losers bracket from the winners. Um, but anyway, majority, yes, the higher seed was left. Optic did play every single match on the left. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a 15 to 3 win loss discrepancy between the two <laughs> sides. And yeah, PC number seven, KD, Dude, I, I, I wouldn't smoked, wouldn't doubt it. I know it's different now with PCs, but I did people well, would they were, on land, they're not on real land. Keep that, that in mind that that's also true, they're but even low, when it was like PlayStation or online. Xbox, is bro, they're. Like you, you gotta be crazy if you think that there can't ever be some sort of technical difficulty, right? Sure. And especially, especially with PCs with so many parts, where it's like, bro, uh, I don't know, one of the that PC, the graphics card maybe wasn't updated fully, or, or you know, like one of the fans wasn't working and it was causing the overheat, yeah. which is making one of the Rams is like it, like leaking or something. It, it like could the be yeah, exactly. It's stuttering. There's some sort of something happening, and it sucks. But that's just kind of nature of the beast because what like. You know, you don't want to be that guy. First off, yeah. you get shit on. You're like, bro, I swear to God, something's wrong with my PC. <laughs> and, and let's, you know, yeah, but, but yeah, it, you don't want to be saying that. Happen. Let's preface this by saying we're not discrediting Optic here. We think they no. were obviously the better team. At they this still would have won. They still would have won. Fair and square. It's just some stats to kind of you know that's fun it's just to think something about and it keeps in the back of your mind. It's just something funny I wanted to kind of bring up because it was it was just a very interesting stat that I thought would just be funny to to something bring up in the conversation. Not funny though, Chris, is the crowd. During oh, some of these S and Ds, um, and I think we should all kind of comment on. It. I think it's just it's unacceptable, Ian. I think you had the best tweet out of anybody um, where you kind of said, 
dude, it was it was a 44, absolutely nothing going on. Mind blowing. Dead silent. And then as soon as he starts defusing, crowd goes crazy. No Bro, kills, nothing, no action. This crowd just starts yelling. People were tweeting at me, Optic fans, of course, like, they were like, oh, so there's no sort of home field advantage. He was like, you've never been to a football game where the fans are telling you know, the quarterback what? that the other team is blitzing? I'm like, dog, they can't hear you. Like, that crowd is literally roaring. Now, the crowd was great, <laughs> but it is so much different, first off. And, and I do understand the passion. The diehard Optic fans like that is awesome to see them be that invested in their team. But it, what you I'm said, that, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's not like Skump getting a, a kill and, and you're going crazy. But like, it's a 4v4. Anyone, all the players can hear it. Like there's white noise, but it, it, it's not like it's drowning out everything. If all of a sudden it's dead silent, they're calming. Everyone else is alive on the map, and they just hear, oh, like, yeah. oh, maybe he's defusing the bomb. I don't know. What else could he be doing? It, yeah, it, and it's tough because I get it. Like, what are you going to do? I heard that they were kicking people out that were doing that, which... No, no. What, um, actually, Hex and Strove, during a commercial break, I heard, went out to the crowd, like, front stage, and was like, hey, guys, um, listen, this is not how we want to win. We appreciate you guys being here and being supportive and loud, but let's make which is sure amazing. we don't. Yeah, but yeah. let's make sure that we don't interfere with the actual game. It, which is yeah. amazing because, it, like I said, it's not on the optic org hex stro, obviously. Um, yeah. and, and that backs up my point is, it the, bro, just enjoy the competitiveness. You know, enjoy the moments and root for your team, but don't also try and make it cheap. 100%. Because that doesn't help their case either, you know. Yeah. If imagine if it came down to like a five e five or a five five round eleven, I know it didn't. Optic blew them out of the water. Thank God. Um, but and and it came down to a diffuse, and the crowd ruined it. It's like the optic players would now feel like shit, like because yeah. they would know, you know. It's like eh, I don't know, and Ace you can't really robbed, do much about optic it. Optic would feel like shit. Everyone exactly. watching it it's would be lose, like, wow, lose. I don't know how I they can put fix it. it. The best way I can put it, this is just something the fans should take into account. Anybody watching this, treat the respawns like football games. Treat the S and D's like you're watching tennis or, or golf. Period. Yeah, or or golf. golf. Yeah, that's, that, no, way, that's, that's a really that's good way of putting it. Golf. Chris. Yeah. Just like if there's an exciting moment, exciting kill, great. But as soon as the bombs go down, like just chill, bro. Wait till the round ends. All you gotta wait do. till or the wait round till, ends. Or, or if someone gets a kill, you can cheer. Like who cares? But yeah, if, it's just if shit's say, not going on. That's not kill related. Stay quiet, period. Just all, all, all it is, it's just it's just about being mindful, man. Just it's like specifically if you were, saying he's on it. He's on realistically, it. Realistically, <laughs> realistically, bro. Like, I mean, granted, no offense to any of the fans, you're never you're never gonna be in their shoes. But at the same time, if you were up there competing and somebody did that to you, how the fuck would you feel? Yeah, no, right? it, well it, said, it, just, it Chris. just ruins it. Come man. on, it man. ruins it. So it's just about like you and, said, being mindful. And this is and this isn't about optic. This isn't about no, phase. Yeah. It's every this team. Is every team. It and, doesn't yeah, fucking any matter for any team. Just don't yeah. do it. Just don't. Just do res it. Respect the competitiveness of the in the tournament. Period. Like that's might that's, be the best thing we said this whole podcast. Honestly, like this is. I well, hope that, well, hold I hope on. We got something else really good to say. Let's let's. We're not done. Doug's on NYS. Oh no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Atlanta phase and potentially having to go back to math class. You guys <laughs> see that control round on Tuscan? Yeah. They literally for um and obviously control sucks right now. But for a legit minute, they didn't touch either point and decided to back all the way up to spawn because they thought they had the kill lead for round five. I mean, come on. Got, got, no, got nothing but respect for them dudes over face. <laughs> They're great.
I don't know who the fuck is doing math <laughs> wait, over there. Wait, but to the, but I also their... know, I'm also smart enough to know that if I had any one of them trying to do math in my ear, I am double like, checking. Nah. Like, yeah. I'm not taking it like, oh, yep, wait, okay, we're good. Wait, though, wait, though. To their, to their, to, the, to, to their credit, they see eliminations. They don't see, they don't see raw kills. And on top of that, there are team kills on the map. So it's very, it's kind of a, it's. So why gonna, are you trying to wait. add it up and dictate? Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, no, you're, wait, no, right. wait, no, hold up, Chris, right. no shot. I, yeah, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, 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 but there's no shot that that's what they were judging it off of. I, I was assuming, at least in my head, how I would have done it is every round, you, you see how many lives you have left and how many lives, like when I play rank play in control, like I'm that's not trying to lose my SR. Like, you know, well, that, it's. That's oh, Chris's point about the team kills though. Because team they might not have been alive. exactly Re regardless of the fact. Okay, uh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> regardless that's of fair. the fact, if we want to make this a meme, they got to go back to math class. Period. But at the same time, controls ass. Controls. It's got to be ass, bro. It's got to. Nobody wants to see that anyway. Which, which it will be. So it's just unfortunate that that is the name of the game because we saw multiple teams doing this. Granted, uh, multiple more teams actually got the math correct. Wait, um, how much were they off by? Then one. was it one? I, it was, was one, right? Yeah. Which I was also gonna say, if if the discrepancy is that small, even if they think they're up one, bro, you gotta you gotta like assume you're wrong, right? If yeah. it's just like a one yeah. buff, like if you're up, if you're up ten, you're like, oh, for sure, we got defense. Yeah, sure. But like if you're oh, up bro. one, bro, you gotta play it out. Like you can't fucking rely on like, oh, adding that shit oh, up God, with one, dude. Uh, um, if you, if you actually get defense because you're up by one fucking kill. You're going to hell. Like, yeah. like that, that is also, fucked up. Do we think do we think the change is gonna help control in terms of how like like yes. Okay, the change is gonna mean that the team who gets defense round five is more deserving of defense, but yeah. I still think there's a big issue with how OP defense is. Like that's due I don't to know the, the exact right, but I mean I think that's a big problem, right? Like if you go into a series, right? We're talking about thieves and that that Tuscan, they lost the ultra and, and that this was cap's counterpoint was, well, if we just had defense, we'd probably win it anyway. Is, is that like, is that okay? Are we like, okay, are we settling with no. that? The fact that if you get round five defense, you almost guarantee a fucking map win. Like that's to me, it's cheesy. I don't care who gets defense. No, no one's, I mean, no one's that okay much with that. Wait, Chris, would you know? I feel like you would know. Cause you, you just, for some reason, I feel like you have the best memory in black ops four. What like was it, was it the defensive win percentage on these maps that much different? I think it's 80-20 on this game. Oh, yeah. shit. It probably wasn't 80-20. Yeah, it, is. It, is, it, it is. I don't even need to look at the stats. It is simply because of specialist. Wait, but hold on. Let me nah, say that's this. Fair. That's fair. That's true. <laughs> let, me, let me say this, though. Overall, it's 80-20, but I think round fives, like specifically round fives, are like 95-5. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> be. when, you, when you get to that point. They yeah. Um, but I, I, it could change. It, I mean, I think with the ticks, though, Pat, it, it could. Because, bro, the thing is, is when I was watching this weekend, uh, who knows how many times potentially a team could have won an offense where they just didn't even try. Like their mindset going into it was, hey, we're up by X amount of kills. Let's just play kills. You know, yeah, and I, so I think... A ton on G G yeah, too. I, I think, um, like I saw a couple, a couple series, bro, where like teams, they won offense like that. So like it's possible. Obviously it's hard, but I think if... You have the ticks, it'll just it'll create it so there will be more offensive rounds that are one. Because uh, you're gonna at least be attempting to get the tick. Yeah. Do we true. know when the ticks are getting added? Is it this week? It's, it's right. I think it's already, in. Sure it's already in. It's just uh they, they were, were playing, playing on an old, old patch. patch. 
Yeah. But yeah, Wait, so to, when did it when did it get put in, Chris? Today? Yesterday? I like, don't know, bro. I don't follow the updates. But because I, I was playing the, control and I don't think it happened yet in rank. It might not be updated in the CDL rules yet, Doug, mm -hmm. but the option is in the game. Like it's yeah, a, okay. an option. But to um, my point, I think it's gonna change um team's consistency. Will I will more will more games or less games go to round was it six? No, round but five. round five? Okay, sorry. I need to go back to math class, but um, <laughs> <laughs> will I think less games go back to the, go go to less rounds? Probably not, just because of how the maps are designed. But at the same time, I think the teams that are actually better at capturing ticks are gonna start to see more success in control. One team that I'd like to point out already is Toronto Ultra. They were like the best mm -hmm. control team last year, and I expect to see them carry that into the rest of their games for the rest of the year if they continue to to play well but also going back to your the thing that you were talking about with maps is i mean like that's just an inherently different problem man like we already know we don't have enough maps there's two control maps <laughs> so yeah that's something that's gonna have to change with time but at least they're taking uh steps in the right direction at the end of the day but um moving forward the last thing that we're gonna touch on is individual performances man like we saw optic win the whole thing but we had some individual overperformers performers mm. in this entire tournament that were actually frying and you yeah you Indir? did call that you you always you always get on Ender's case pat but Indir, i mean Indir man was, that boy Ender Ender probably had the best series of his career in that final yes absolutely. if there was a finals mvp he's getting it but, yes but bruce this event stepped up and I, I kind of thought he was due for this, right? Like he hadn't kind of like when's the last time I saw that like BO4 uh, Vegas event that that the Optic won where Dashy was like at the top of his game playing the best in like all modes. Dashy's always trying though. Every every but, series. Every nah, turn. bro, this Not was like different. This. Well, yeah. so so look, I, I want to uh, give respect because Dashy played lights out, well deserved MVP, um, and. You know, I mean, he was flawless from top to bottom. And I'm not trying to take away anything from him because we all, we've all known he's been one of the top talents in COD for a while now. I don't know if if it was something that he did um, or if the team, like, just got a better understanding of how to play around him, essentially. Because even when you look at all the matches, right, he had a lot less deaths than the rest of his teammates. Um, even Ellie, who was like kind of like that flex guy, um, and, th and there were series where he had the most kills, least deaths. Uh, you know, it, it didn't matter. He, he was mostly at the bottom when it came to deaths, which is a good thing. And I think he played the main AR role great this whole event. But I think we got to give credit to both him and his team because I think they kind of, at least right now, it seems figured out how to not only um, make him more impactful because he's always going to do well KD wise. But I think in this event, it felt like he was more in sync with the rest of the guys. So it, not only was, was he shit, right? Yeah, yeah, way more. Like before, it, it was like almost empty stats. I hate to say it. It, it wasn't like, we it wasn't doing anything. Yeah. yeah we said awakening. <laughs> Ex exactly. Um, but this event, bro, it just seemed like he did such a good job of keeping his teammates alive being in the right position at the right time to look over them, help open a lane up or hold a lane down. Picking up the pinch. Yeah, picking up the pinch. Like, <laughs> picking up the long that, that won him multiple maps versus Simp, by the way. Yes. That um, control, he did not let Simp get through once. And, and I will say this. If if we're going to see him play this 
this type of play style moving forward because even though the stats, he's had similar stats, I think his play style was way different. Uh, it's going to be scary for the rest of the league because Dashy, talent-wise, he could be the most talented. He might have the best shot. Um, well, we all we all know that. Lead. Ian, look at look at the S and D and look at the control. I mean, they're playing a TDM based control. Who has a better shot than Brandon in Call of Duty? Nobody. He has the best shot. You you put him in a mode where it's catered to getting kills, and he has the best shot. He could just spawn up and move five feet and hold a position. Who's doing that better than Dashy? Maybe MC. Maybe Selium. I mean, look like at the Selly controls they won alone versus uh, Phase in the grand final. They went three two three two. What they get defense both of the last rounds. Dashy just, just eating them up and they're not dying. I mean, yeah, and, then, yeah. and Illy and like their entire team. Realistically, it's the whole team stepped up, and I do think Brandon was way more efficient. Um, because yeah, he was like, great. Always, he was great he all weekend. Kills, but man, like this was better to me than his Bo4 MVP because the competition, the way they did it. I mean, the way he played, that the teams that had to play that reverse sweep, like we talked about against Phase, um, to win that, and the way that he played in that too, and the whole team in search. I mean, this got to be like one of the most proudest moments uh, for the Green Wall, the, the way that they played this whole tournament, like especially with the search game, because Optics never historically been great in search and destroy. But I mean, they historically never had ice and look at the amount of ice they had this tournament. We talked about we, that, I think, before. And, and a month ago, we were saying how it makes or breaks you if you lose game five round 11 back to back. They seem to have responded extremely well. I mean, I'm yeah, very, or just go down 2-0 and have the capability to reverse sweep like mm -hmm. just ice in general. I, I think at, like Chris's point, aside from when Damon was on Optic, Optic as a franchise never had ice, period. Like they just never did. Um, and I think now they're finally able to showcase that. And I think I think we got to give credit to their coaches for for just like how much they've improved and, and really just even if it's small improvements, just collectively, how much more efficient they look as a squad, um, how much better their comms are and their listen-ins. Their um, comms were great. Great, yeah. Uh, really good. Probably some of the best we've seen from Optic. Um, and also a big shot to Seth. Uh, he kind of stepped up to a flex role. Obviously, it was mainly on Gavutu, but like he he performed. He turned the clock back. Yeah, and we like, know. He no, we know. Set, clock back. Remember right, our but as an CTF AR, though, they are? it was different. Have you seen now, him with an AR? Remember our Kada CTF when we team with him? Yeah, no, we've known he could run an AR years ago. We're talking about <laughs> That's now. You're he telling me he can't run a long time. Seth would be just like, as good an AR as he would with a sub. My point Easily. is, we haven't seen it. He's only ran a sub, so he he obviously him and Shotzi made that switch. Shotzi used to run the AR flex on Gavutu, now Seth does. And Seth fried. Every time he played a Gavutu with a with a with an AR, he was frying. He's not losing uh, a single gunfight to anybody. I think the biggest thing tradable. He was untradable. Like he literally yes. got his kills and got away with his life. I think the biggest thing is just it, like, you know how everyone kind of says uh Krim is Michael Jordan. Scump is the LeBron James of Call of Duty with with his just high level of play consistently. Um he won his 30th championship and he has wins in over 10 cod titles like it's insane and we've seen times um where maybe he looked like he was done you know like he was about to retire like he wasn't performing up to normal scump standards but i think he might have like reignited his flame with this team because it's a bunch of young guys you know he he is the vet now he's not that young gun uh superstar slayer even though he can definitely do it we saw it this weekend where he played great i think this is one of the best events he's had in a in a decent amount of time, but it's just crazy to see him still play at this level for and we just him. he's been doing it for how long? This over is ten okay. over a decade. Look, but I mean it, I, it, it I got something I gotta say, Pat. I'm sorry. Yo, wait, Doug's like this is bothering me. I, I can't stand when you have it when those Ian teammates it helps you. Mm, no, 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 no. When Ian when Ian 
I know Ian so well because he always he he's Wait, so me, me or Krim? Yes, you, you, oh, okay. you okay. enable Ian. Ian, you're okay. like it's crazy to see he's not a young gun slayer anymore. He's an old vet still making the listen. Seth is a 26 year old young adult. 26 years you old. You know what I with, mean. Yes, I know what you mean, but so many people in the world and owners and GMs maybe and players think, oh, if Seth's 26, he can't play. Everyone in this call right now, if we devoted our life to the game, can play at the highest level. Just because we're 27 or 28 or 26, it's laughable to me. I mean, you know what? You're right, one, man. No, no, you're I, right. You're oh, right. No, man. Oh, hold Seth on. is older now. Hold on, hold on, Ian might on. be missing a little something. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> What? Hold Yo. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Make a bet with me. I'll get is, back in the league. Hold on. The big thing is when you're talking about age is not so much skill, but passion. And I think something that Seth has been able to do, and even Krim and Clay, is maintain their passion longer than others. But skill, I think you're right. I think we're not old in terms of skill. I think anyone can still perform at that level. But you got to have a level of passion to, to be able to do that, to want to get yeah. on and improve every day, to want to get on and scrim nonstop. It's all about and, being and that's surrounded. that's the hardest thing possible. It's all about being surrounded with the right environment. Like, you got to enjoy the game. You got to enjoy your teammates. You got to enjoy, you got to enjoy the grind. You got to enjoy the process. That's because the process is the majority of the time that you spend playing the game. You spend more, exactly those events, right? They're fun. They're amazing. Enjoy those moments, but you're only getting, you know, those every once in a while you have to enjoy the process is the main thing. And to, to, to scumps, you know, thing. That's what the one thing he's been able to maintain. But on top of that, like you were saying, Doug, I think it's 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 not that I, I'm not taking away credit from Scump, but when you have players like Scump or not Scump, um, Shotzi and Dashy on your team, and even in Illy, the way he was playing, like it's definitely going to be a lot easier to perform at the level that you're performing than somebody who has lesser skilled teammates. You don't have but as much pressure on you to like. You don't have as much pressure, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I I think he's in a, I think he's in an amazing amazing position to succeed. He's in an amazing position to perform, and he's doing just that at the end of the day. He's playing some of the best cold. He's been playing that in Cold War. He was frying in in, in he Cold War. Gross. He, he was, was gross. He was gross. Like especially at Search yeah. and Destroy, which is the one thing that the Optic organization in general has been lacking for a while. And he's carrying that into this year, man. There, he's playing really well. The entire Optic organization is playing well, and I think they have a lot to be excited for, man. They got a lot and, to and, look forward to if they keep you, up you, this momentum. You use the MJ versus LeBron thing for for Krim and, and Seth. I, I foresee Seth like a KD, someone who is just absolutely gross, always will contend for the best. But but I guess it depends on who you ask, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, we're talking about like what 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 do people consider goats, right? And and it comes down to who considers the world championships more, who considers longevity, who considers consistency, who considers stats. Um, and and I think that's always going to be a hard convo for Seth to make. Uh, obviously, he'll always have the fan's heart in that argument, no matter what. But in, it, it really does come down to what you kind of dictate as your main driving force for for deciding factor. And I think unless Seth, you know, I don't know how long he's going to play. He obviously could go multiple years if he wants to. But I think he has to win multiple more world championships to really solidify himself above Porter. It's just he needs at least the same as Porter, at least yeah. the same. And that assumes Porter doesn't get any more. Listen, at the, end, at the I, end of the day, the, the, way that, that. the way that I see it is world championships are just different. They weren't always this way. But when you're winning a tournament at the end of the year, 
it's going to hold a lot more weight than a tournament at the beginning because by the end of the year, everyone knows everything. Everyone's you would assume you would assume everyone be. is at the top of their game. You're not really learning things from scrims if you're at the best. You know, at the end when you're scrimming, you're learning how to be consistent, or you're trying to perfect right your gameplay for that final yeah. moment. And that's why yeah. world, in my opinion, at least, world championships weigh way more than anything else because that yeah. is the you moment guys look at that it the wrong you way. are. That is the moment you were playing for. I argue for. like five to one, bro. So, well, yeah. so, he, so here's the thing. They, they mean something, right? Krim has what? Four? Krim and Clay? Three. 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 And Scump has one. I, I would say, honestly, if Optic Tex, uh, Texas and Scump win this year and Scump has two, I think he probably would be the GOAT. But wow, he has less event wins than Porter. No, but, but so, 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 that, so that's he the loses thing, right? Those stats. No, no, no. But so, I mean, look, let's. When we talk about world championships too, right? Nobody says uh, Bill Russell is the best basketball player, right? Nobody does. He's got yeah, the most but, chips. But Porter wasn't in Bill Russell at like No, era. I know, I know, I know, I know. Let me let me finish my thought, right? And also, I yeah, that's true. He's not he's at what 30 event wins. I don't know how many Porter I mean, has. He just hit 30, yeah. Porter's uh, at like 35 or something. So Porter's at the, So I mean, honestly, with how Crim's playing right now, he might even he might even pass him eventually. But we all know there were a lot more events back in the day. I mean, AW there was 15 of them things, you know, Black yeah, and Ops they, 2. And they got a lot of theirs together. They did. They like, did. But I, I think I think world championships are are a part of the equation for sure. Relax, puppy. Go somewhere. Um, she, look, she, and she's trying to back me up here. Um, but then you also have to look at just like the level of consistency that he's been playing at. When you, when you look at any other top player, it – They've had their their highs and lows. I feel what like about Simp? what about Simp? Well, he, has he, he hasn't played long enough yet. I mean, yeah. bro, we're talking about Skump just won his his tenth different Call of Duty uh, or got I still have Simp higher than Skump on the greatest of all time list right now. You're whoa, I don't. Okay, okay well, no, you're so that's you're cooked, bro. But but, but so what faded. I'm saying, what I'm saying, right, is is How Skump's level of play. You have to take into account. Uh, not as much as maybe world championships, but it is important your individual level of play and how long you can like play at that level consistently. You have to. I mean, it, we're get we're get we're getting into the same. But, we're getting but, into the argument where we we just we just weigh things differently. And at the end of the day, Crim, Scump, Clay, Aches, anyone, Enable, but you guys are all on the, <laughs> or you know all these people are going to be on the Mount Rushmore of COD, dude. Even fucking Nate shots up there, and like Nate shot didn't win. Yo, hell no, that Nate, boy was Nate ass. won a lot, yo. Nate won a lot. Yeah, but he didn't win. Nate's the Bill Russell. Anyways, wait, no, I'm saying, I'm saying he didn't win a world. Russell, he's won like y'all. Let me finish, bro. He didn't win a world championship, but he's still going to be up there. Point is, everything's weighed differently. At the end of the day, we all contributed to the. uh the culture that is Call of Duty, and we're all goats in our different right. But at the same time, Krim is just a little bit more of a goat because he won a world championship with Aches, and that is, whew, I don't know. Hey, how can he I did change the narrative real quick? One point five, by the way. Okay. One point five. Well, Look, bro. If I had two thumbs, all I'm saying is I would hands <laughs> down. Bro, you got to put your hands down right now, bro. Be known as Don Juan, the listen, greatest. They making that, that point. Listen, listen, showing them off. I gotta, I'm actually I, done. I, I gotta close this out, bro, because Ian's bringing up thumbs. That's all I'm saying. That's and, all I'm saying. Getting delusional. Doug's got a BZ and Simp over Scump all time. I didn't say a BZ. Listen, I said whatever. 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 Listen, listen. At the end of the day, most important thing here is that the Deserto YouTube channel gets 
more subscribers than the Optic Gaming mm. channel. And I want you guys to make that happen. So hit the sub button. And <laughs> oh, no, the we'll face plan here. channel. The face no, 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 plan. No, Optic. it's Call of Duty League. Call of Duty League. Oh, no, oh. no. Optic first. We'll, we'll okay. focus them after we pass it's Optic. It's going to unsub. <laughs> but listen, uh, yeah, this has been a great episode. And uh, as always, we want you guys to like and comment. We read your comments and we respond to them each episode. We'll be back here every, I think it's what, every Monday we go live. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll see you guys every Monday. We, we, we're loving these shows and we're loving your guys' comments and reactions to them. So we're not going to stop. Uh, shout out to uh, our producer, James. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week.